Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Time of Take Gaming Podcast. And I know what you're thinking. Why is Josh speaking? What happened to Big Gaming? Well, we're here to let you know that he couldn't be here with us today because he had an event to go to, but he is with us in spirit, and he will be back in the next episode with 37. So today is just myself and Rue, and uh, before we start, let's just say this. How are you doing today, Rue? <laughs> I'm doing great, now that I'm talking to you. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing great today, too. Um, Yeah. This is this is going to be an interesting episode because we have a lot to talk about in regards to story. But uh, before we do all that, let's just start off with one thing. What have we been playing lately? I didn't I think about that today. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go first? Yeah. You know what? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and start. For me, I didn't really play a lot of uh video games as much this week i've been playing i did play the legend of zelda breath of the wild when everyone's playing tears of the kingdom <laughs> i know some people doing that yeah I, i'm like i'm over here like when you're the only person who didn't have the uh the newest games so you play the old one to see what everybody liked it so much that was me um i can see why people love breath of the wild i'm not gonna lie like mm-hmm. it's just something about discovery uncharted land there's like it's there's the world is kind of beautiful, I guess, to explore. And it's yeah. just like the freedom to do what you want. I don't know. It's, it's one of those games where it's just you can actually play it in your spare time and not think about too much except getting to the journey. And I can see why people love it. Like, I went to this kingdom called like Zora's Domain, and it's a bunch of like fish liking people. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 I don't know. It's pretty interesting. I, I like those games where it's like, man, I want, I want to know what kind of species people are there. And then when they have like the creative design, the artwork, I'm like, that's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like games that piques your interest to where you want to know more, even if it's not narrative driven or whatever. It's like I like, it's the little things I like. But yeah, yeah. Well, especially when those details like aren't necessarily put like mm-hmm. in the forefront of the story. Yeah, where it's just kind of like like a, a subcategory of it and you're like wow like these kinds of people exist or like there's this puzzle over here or this type of temple that has its own lore or something yeah you know, it's kind of cool because then it feels like you are discovering stuff yeah for sure and, and it's just i i, I keep i can't stress enough i just love the little things mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like, and it shows that the devs like you know put time into it and they're like oh, okay we're gonna put this like little you know you know I don't know, supply crate over here, and they're going to find some really cool shit, but they're, yeah. they're going to have to try to get to it. <laughs> like, they got me asking every NPC a question. I'm like, I don't, I just want to get to know you. Like, this is, this, <laughs> this land you've got is amazing. This is beautiful. And I'm just getting started. I want to go find mm-hmm. what else is out there. This is a beautiful, I don't, I'm pretty sure someone's like, oh, wait till you get into Tears of the Kingdom. You ain't seen nothing yet. But I'm going to take my time. <laughs> yeah. I've seen some gameplay of the second one, and, you know, like you, I hadn't, I, I've played a couple minutes of Breath of the Wild. Um, yeah. I don't know why it's not really my thing or it didn't really sink in. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe to me it's like too open world. But then I play games like Horizon, which has like a crazy huge map. Yeah. And I yeah. think maybe to me it's like too spread out. So I feel like there's a lot of running. Right, right. I don't know. But I know like, you know, um, uh, traversal changes you know with like gliders and other kinds of things but yeah you know i think that's where i'm at but it's really cool like you know discovering so many different things and being like okay what's that 
wizard dude walking in the sky, like right. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Like like one minute I'm I'm chopping down trees, and then I'm I'm making food for myself. <laughs> and then it's just, and the game, the game yeah. doesn't it doesn't hold your hand in a way, but it makes you ask questions. And if you want to look up things on the internet, you might find something that might you know pique your interest. And it's just I just I don't know. It's it's pretty interesting. But uh, yeah, I, I remember last time in the last episode, I was like, yeah, I don't know, if I want to play this because because I was intimidated by how impactful this franchise really is. And I'm like, I'm a little intimidated mm-hmm. by it, like what I said the last episode. But yeah, that's all I've been playing, Breath of the Wild. I play a little bit of Street Fighter Six to get ready for that full release. So mm-hmm. nothing much too crazy to talk about on that. But no, nah, I've, I've just been chilling for the most part. But uh, what have you been doing, really? Yeah. I think I mentioned this last uh, episode too, but I've been playing more of the, the Horizon. not just the DLC, but yeah, Horizon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I'm going to be obsessed with it for a while. Um, That's good. Like, like Breath of the Wild, or, or even like Tears of the Kingdom, I just, I find that game so immersive, especially with like the no loading times. But yeah. just, there's always something to do. And like, like this afternoon, for instance, I was just riding a mount and I was just like, all right, I'm going to go to the, you know, flag I marked on the map. And all of a sudden, this, like, lady's, like, fighting all these robots. And I'm like, she's not even, like, a quest marker. You're not even, like, an, like, oh, new quest kind of thing. And right. so there was this whole, like, cinematic thing. And she's like, oh, my friend died. And I was trying to find this thing. Can you find it for me? And it wasn't even listed as a mission. Like, uh, I don't know if there's, like, some type of procedural NPC story kind of stuff <clears throat> that the devs do. But... It just makes it feel so real, where you're just kind of, you don't really know what to expect, and that's what makes it so much fun. Right. But, yeah, I love it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I remember last time you said it was it was a PS5 only thing, and mm. it's just, and you said you start to see more. I, 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 you know, I really want to get into Horizon, I really do, for sure. Yeah, I, and I know you mentioned that before, and you really I, should. I, I think you would like it. I, I, I feel like, you, you ever, like, look at a game, and you're like, I can see my. I have a feeling I'm gonna like this game. You don't even know mm-hmm. nothing about it. But like I feel like I'm gonna like this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's what I feel about The Witcher. And then here I am being like, yeah, but you know, played a couple minutes. <laughs> I'll just, I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> uh, uh, I do have this thing that I'm doing that I'm. I don't even know if it's an achievement. Okay. I'm not gonna check, but I'm gonna upgrade every damn weapon and every outfit. I don't know why. I'm gonna make sure I buy all of them too. There are so many. I don't know why they created so many weapons, which I guess is cool. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a certain playing style and there's all these different types of elements you can use to fight, you know, the machines. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's why, but you know, I'm determined. So I'm like gathering all these different components in order to upgrade. And I think that's like, you know, satisfying to me. Mm-hmm. Cause like, that's like, you know, true completion. And that's hard to do with, <laughs> with games like the last of us. I don't think I've fully upgraded anything in the last of us. <laughs> Maybe one gun. <laughs> I think I did in my second playthrough. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I think. Oh, I- dude, I don't. I don't even want to try to like a hundred percent Last of Us. That sounds impossible. Uh, like, what if you miss one thing by the end? I'd uh, like. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tell you this one thing for sure. <sighs> like, I, I like to multitask, so I'll have like my game here. People can see. I'll have like, like the game in front of me, and then <laughs> on the right is like my other screen. I'll have like YouTube showing me what I got to go find stuff. Oh, okay, <laughs> like, okay, before. yeah. And sometimes it, it it helps pass up the time and such. But yeah, it's just uh, you know, some mm-hmm. games. It's, it's just some games like that. But yeah, but, right, man, right, man. So you said you'd be playing. How like how many hours you put into the the new DLC? <laughs> 
Well, the DLC, I'm not sure, um, because I think as a save file, it combines Forbidden West and the DLC. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I guess I can kind of... I think on my last save, it said something like over 100 hours. (laughs) Something like that, maybe like 130 or something. Dang! And I, I was kind of like, oh, this is like bad. This is... I shouldn't be spending that much time no, on it. But also, like, that's how you if know you love good. a game. <laughs> yeah, and there's people that, you know, like, play Destiny for, like, you know, oh, I have, like, a thousand and thousand hours on it. <laughs> it's like, like, damn, what you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, that's you, how much I love it. Do you think the expansion would be, like, could be runner-up for, like, best expansion slash DLC of the year? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say, because I... I love all the DLCs that come with games. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, they obviously, unless they're, like, really, really, really good, I, f- I f- find it not very often that they outshine the main story. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think definitely this one um, kind of introduced a lot more concepts, like Aloy's love interest. Oh, snap. That, yeah, and for, like, the, f- the two games, there was no any kind of, like, romantic or sexual relationships Right. That, you know, involved Aloy. And, you know, people would flirt with her, hit on her, and she'd just be like, all right, okay, I'm going to go use my brain and help save the world. And that's what I, like, really <laughs> admired Aloy for, because yeah. she just she just wanted to help the world. She didn't have time for relationships. She's, just a, she's like, nah, I ain't got time yeah. for that. <laughs> so yeah. now, like, you know, there's kind of this interest involved with Aloy, and you can kind of tell from her dialogue that it's canon that, you know, she kind of... She likes this girl a little bit. She likes her, oh, okay. and so that kind of turns into a thing. And not that it's a spoiler, you know. It's it seems kind of obvious, like upon the first encounter that yeah, you have, yeah. you're like something's up with them. So <laughs> while it felt kind of forced, you know, it felt like it felt understandable because these two girls were very similar, and I think Aloy was like, "Wow, someone just like me." After I've been outcast by so many people for my whole life. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so things like that. So I think like <laughs> that as a topic, you know, Aloy having a love interest introduced can be up for, you know, some type of cool award or recognition or something. Oh know? man. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> hey man, some characters, some characters need people too. I guess <laughs> that's the best yeah. way I can put it. <laughs> yeah. And I know some people say it's like a ballsy move. And maybe it is, maybe it isn't. So I think maybe that's why, you know, some people are like, oh, this is stupid, or some people are angry she's not with a dude, like, I don't know, whatever it may be. Uh, I think I I know where you're going. They said, man, this is progressive, this is woke now. Yeah, I am so. done. I don't know what, <laughs> what has the world has come into. I do I, it's, it's, it's like, uh, it, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's very good. I like that it continued with the story and then added, you know, something that we haven't seen before. Man, that so, like so cool. I'm I'm gonna play that game for sure. That's what I will. Play. I don't <laughs> know. I don't know when. Do I don't it. know. I don't know when. But I will get to it though because I really want to play Horizon. It looks like it's a fun experience and. I mean, two is an obvious. It's a PlayStation game, so they make some, they make some bangers though. So I can't, I can't front on that aspect. <laughs> for sure. Um, for those listening, I do want to let you guys know that we have, we do, we have, uh, 
started a new TikTok page where we're going to upload clips regularly. It is uh, on TikTok. It's at Time Attack Gaming. You'll definitely find us. We actually put up two videos up there. We put some two funny old clips in it. Funny old. Funny. Funny clips up there. Funny old <laughs> clips. <laughs> and we talked about the things we love about it. So we can't wait to upload more clips so you get to guy so you guys can get to see um moments of our conversations that's actually pretty fun and worth sharing. So um one thing for sure, we're definitely gonna get on to the next part, which is the chance time. If I were talking like how Zach with, you know, the chance time. Ooh, what's gonna be the new chance right here, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> I'm pretty sure when he listens I'm pretty sure when he, when he listens to this he's gonna be laughing like, oh wow, that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> um you actually have a chance question for us, right? Then you Alright, so what game would you want to experience for the first time again? <clears throat> that is a tough one. I have a couple, but I struggle always trying to find like the number one. Yeah, you so know I don't what? Think I'll ever be sure about my answer. <laughs> I'm a, I, if, if you already have it, I, I want to hear yours as I'm trying to formulate mine. I, I know there's some. But I'm like, ah, there's so many out there, right? Yeah, I I think there's there's two spots my head goes. I think uh. I have all the nostalgia games that I want to experience. Yeah, yeah. But then I have all like the really heavy story game is that like emotionally and mentally changed my life. And I know that already sounds like, you know, that's the best <laughs> direction, but <laughs> right, right. like, you know, I'll think about Spyro and, you know, Spyro oh. tattooed on me. There's so much Spyro merch in my room right now. Like I, I love that little dragon. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think there's some downsides of maybe replaying those games because, you know, it's, it's so aged at this point. Mm hmm. Um, but then to kind of rediscover that magic, but then you have games and I, I'm going to say this is my number one mm. would be the last of us. And um, I think I had mentioned this question to my mom the other day, actually. And she's like, Oh, well, I know what it is. <laughs> and um, I know, I know why. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately I didn't start playing that game until, Oh, like not like, 2018 like it was i was kind of late to the game because i remember picking really? it up for a second yeah i picked it up for like a second and i was like oh wow, i don't okay. like that joel can't jump <laughs> like i wasn't used to stealth games that felt kind of clunky yeah yeah yeah. and then i picked it up again and then i was just like obsessed and it's been like that ever since so i think if i were to experience it again i, I mean this might be a curse and a blessing. I think I would just break my heart all over again. But also at the same time, you know, it was just so powerful. And to be so moved by a piece of art, yeah, it's it's just really crazy. And maybe you'd pick up something new. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. But I think yeah. that'll be my answer is you, The Last of Us. Yeah, you you would definitely go on an emotional roller coaster. I'm not going to lie. I would pick that one, too, for yeah. obvious reasons. But then it's yeah. like... I would put myself through an emotional roller coaster because, you know, the sick. Yeah, because, like, oh, great. Who's this Joe's daughter? Oh, I don't want to. Uh, no, uh, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. I got to watch through that scene. It's still, that scene still breaks my heart every time I see that. Yeah, yeah. And I think everyone knows what scene you're talking yeah, about that, without even. That's, that's, that's an innocent person who didn't deserve it. Oh, God. Mm. Then, and I think, especially because. You know, that game, you can see it as from a kid's point of view and then also yeah. like an adult's, you know, parent's point of view. Yeah. You know, I played it, you know, as a teenager, young adult, 
And right, then right. if I were to re-experience it theoretically as, I don't know, maybe I'll be a mom one day, that could be right. a completely different experience, you know? I can see that. And so that's yeah. what I think is really cool about, like, this kind of question is, mm-hmm. you know, whatever stage of life you're at, it yeah, can yeah. be literally so different instead of just being like, oh, I just want to, you know, <laughs> play it again. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I get it. You know, it's... It, it, it's it's interesting when you put yourself in it, and I and I think too because of the performance of everyone who acted on the scene, just bring that humanity out. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh man, like this is harsh. And then they just set the stage, like, yeah, it's it's gonna get brutal over here. <laughs> yeah, they set the stage early. <laughs> yeah, they was not messing around. I think for yeah. me, because like even though. Uh, I, I will, I would pick The Last of Us 2 for, uh, for, I mean, I, well, the first one, I mean, for obvious reasons. Okay, um, like as well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I want to throw like one more in there. I probably would put, uh, The Walking Dead season one from, uh, Telltale. Okay. I want to play this so bad. <laughs> because it's so similar in like, story, you know, kind of, you know, like the zombie quote yeah. unquote thing. And that, it was so, like, yeah. It, it came out. That came that came out in 2012, and The Last oh. of Us came out in 2013, the year afterwards. So, right. Matt, prior to that, you know, you had uh, it was The Last of Us. You had Joel and Ellie, their relationship. Mm-hmm. This one, it was Lee and Clementine. It's very similar. As, as there's similarities in the stories, but very different outcomes. Right. I better stop before I, my brain starts to think about like I can see the piece, yeah, but but, yeah, <laughs> but no, yeah, but um, no, like The Walking Dead is just um, the season one for Telltale. That was a phenomenal um, experience. The way they did the, the the episode structure, and you know, you had five episodes and parts. You have to wait like two months till they, they brought the new episodes. Like I want to know what's gonna happen next and such. And mm-hmm. even if you get to make your own decisions, it's it's still most. It, it captivated you, uh, with your emotions and such. And it's similar way they did with the, uh, the, the last of us, the music and the set pieces and everything. It's just, mm-hmm. I would love to re-experience that again and put myself through yeah. the heartaches and such. Cause it's just that se- season one was very special for me at the time. And even the, mm-hmm. the characters and the main character himself is just, he was just a, a Lee Everett. It's just, um, uh, a piece of, art and a piece of work and if you haven't played the walking dead season one from telltale definitely get it download it whatever you whatever you got to do give it a try and i'm i promise you you will really love it if you like life is strange and uh any game where you get to pick your character and do uh certain <laughs> certain events or whatever like i you you'll love it especially love story narrative story driven games mm-hmm. i was actually just thinking of uh uh, Life is Strange too, because I kind of put The Walking Dead, Life is Strange together in my head. Yeah, I mean, even with The Last of Us too, you know, like they just kind of have that, like drama, love, urgency, yeah. like death kind of, you know, motifs going on. Yeah, and you know, I don't know how I haven't played them yet, but I, I think f- I'd really like them. <laughs> I find fact I have not played a Life is Strange game. I really wanted to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we we gotta play these games and make sure. You know, one another is actually playing. Oh, we'll check in with each other. <laughs> do like a round table or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, just talk about the life restraint. I'm like, I don't want to play as a bunch of heights. Listen, I, 
I'm I'm escaping from reality. I I want to know why this game is amazing. I I want to right, know. Right, right. We'll you do like what? a book club. We'll be like, all right, guys, did you read this week? <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing. By the way. <laughs> I can see. Imagine the future where you know. This is completely off topic, but like, imagine in the future where people can actually have conversations about video games in class. Like, you just said a book, you know, like, get your bookmarks yeah. and such. I can kind of see that happening. I can see it happening, yeah. I, can- I mean, I would love to have, like, a, a an, I don't know, some type of, like, English literature class where it's like yeah you know this is so relevant to our episode today but just you know story driven kind of stuff right um but yeah that'd be cool <laughs> i can't wait to see that future i'm not gonna lie i i would yeah. love to I, I would love to see that future where people are like yeah we are actually playing video game simulation in classrooms today <laughs> uh, and you know that might even like introduce ar or vr kind of stuff we don't know where that's going to be either we're yeah. gonna have a VR classroom. Oh my god! It'd be so much fun. Oh my experience, god! Experience, you know, you know, Joel and Sarah <laughs> in first person. There's gonna, I can, I can kind of, I can kind of somewhat see a future where everyone's gonna have VR. Probably like 200 years from now, like no one's gonna be physically going to school, but they're gonna go to a virtual school. And they're gonna walk into a class, even though it's, they're not there. But in the headset, it, they're there, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be like a, a whole freaking like an anime or so. They're like, oh yeah, you pick, <laughs> yeah, you can pick what which, which, you know. You want to pick your setting for a classroom. You get to pick a certain teacher or something or whatever, and mm-hmm. it just learn. I can see that future happen honestly, and and it may thinking about it makes me angry because <laughs> it's kind of like because <laughs> it's your it's kind of cool and you want it. Low key, <laughs> but then I know someone's like, "Oh, but it, it could be like an anime thing, like a My Hero Academia or something." Oh, man. Okay, yeah, I can see that, or a sword art, but you know, so, without the the actual superhero you know, stuff, the, the demise. <laughs> yeah, and you know, someone's gonna make like a Harry Potter thing in there, and they gotta. It's true. Yeah, that would be kind of dope. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I know, like, you know, the the graphics and stuff of games is just kind of out of this world at this point, and I think we can only go so far with that. Like, you can only yeah. make something look so real. Right. And I think the next the next uh, approach is the, a- uh, the AR and VR stuff. And what was weird, like, when I was in college, my senior year, yeah, yeah. Some, some of my classmates were trying to decide whether they wanted to make some of their projects, you know, their 3D stuff in VR, yeah. and... My teacher at the time was like, nah, no VR. VR is dead or dying. <laughs> and we were they all said? like, yeah, we're like, dude, <laughs> no, it is not. Like, I think we just scratched the surface and I think it plateaued a bit. Yeah. Maybe that's what he's thinking, but no, we like, we still got so much to discover. <laughs> it's only but, just begun. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But you no, know, we couldn't say otherwise because, you know, teacher versus student. <laughs> That that is that that is so funny. You know what? I actually had like a funny story one time when I was in uh, high school. Uh, this was like a two thousand eight to twenty ten. We had like a three D Max class. We were learning about like three D. Oh anima- really? Yeah, like three. We were learning like three D animation and such. Just trying to. Oh figure wow, out how that's to- like a yeah good program. Like, yeah, I mean, it was a little challenging for me, but mm-hmm. but I, I remember doing it because 
me and my friend, it was like, yo, we want to get into gaming or so. Like, we, before, like, content creator was like, yo, I want to get into gaming in some way. I don't care if I'm a gaming tester, QA, whatever it is. Like, I want to get mm-hmm. into that field. I want to go to college to learn. Um, like, there was a point I, I, I looked at Full Sail University. I'm like, I want to go over there and learn, like, coding or something. I don't know. I, I just love, mm-hmm. get, like, if, I'll be honest with you, if, if there was like a different variant of me, I'm using like Marvel words, but like a different variant of me, <laughs> this, the this multiverse kind of thing. Yeah, basically, I would probably be a level designer for sure. Yeah. I, I I can see myself as a level designer and just creating things off of my imagination and just let people just play off of my creation and such. But um, but uh, back to my point. When I was in the class, <laughs> my teacher get mad at me because I will go on the internet look up uh like video game related stuff in the classroom and he had like his little monitor and and he had it set to where he could see what anyone is doing by spectating mm-hmm. and if I wasn't doing anything he would literally lock he could lock anyone out of their computer <laughs> just wow yeah. <laughs> and then one time we was in class it was like yo there's this new Stargate game that's coming out from Blizzard Stargate 2 and and, and, and it's just the, the little things I remember and such and kind of find out this dude um, our teacher, because he would call my, he would say my, he would, he would call my name. He goes, Mister. I'm not gonna put my last name on there, but he'll call me a certain name. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he was there. You are on the internet again. And come to find out, this dude was an avid Xbox gamer. Like, oh really? He, yeah, he plays. Well, I guess if you're teaching some yeah. type of video gameish class. <laughs> yeah, he he plays Halo Three like nonstop. Like, yo man, give us your gamer tag, man. Come on, give us your gamer. Nah, nah, nah. Like, come on, man, play. Let's get your gamer tag and such. It's just like. You know, you know, you're a cool teacher when people are like, "Yo, what's your gamer tag? We gotta play, mm-hmm. man! Come on!" Like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a whole thing. Like coming from like you know, a, a teacher education kind of standpoint. I had I had kids do that, and I'm like, you don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna get arrested or something. Like <laughs> that'd be so much fun, but yeah. no, nah, no. I can see why. <laughs> no. just, yeah, you gotta be you gotta be careful. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, that is really cool because that means like, you know, you're sharing that, you know, hobby with them and they can relate to you and they feel that closeness. And I think as a teacher, you know, that's, that's pretty important. Well, but, is- I mean, this is so like unrelated, <laughs> you know, Not, but, uh, but honestly, it, it, it's, it's fun. It's definitely worth sharing. So mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah we for definitely, sure. So, so the last of us for you and the walking dead season one for me. Go to games. These are good picks. Those are great games to replay for the first mm-hmm. time. So get your tissues ready. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. If but you since, haven't played it, yeah, now's your time. <laughs> but since <laughs> but since we're talking about story, are you ready for this room? Yes, I think I'm ready. I am getting into <laughs> that Zach bag again because you know he he does that little voice thing when he wants to get to the next thing. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, all right, you guys ready? You guys are ready? I think it's time we're getting ready for the top five picks of story-driven game. So if you listen to our episodes prior uh, to this, when we did top fives, basically we're going to share the floor of each of our picks. This is not based, this is not an official uh, rating or anything like that. This this is just our personal picks of what we think is the top five best story games out there. If you have a top five story, games of your list that are story driven definitely put it in the Q&A section of somewhere on Spotify um, we would definitely like to listen to your, well not listen but actually read your answers and such and see 
you know, everyone's picks and such. So without further ado, let's get into the topic. All right. This is where I, I have, have to my go. list pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> I have my, I'm trying to find my own list too. And starts. there we go. All right, cool. Mine's are, mine is not in particular order, even though I wish I put it in particular order. So, um, I'm just going to go ahead and just wing it. <laughs> All right. So go for it. I'm going to go start first. So for me, uh, my top five for number five for, uh, one of the best story or narrative driven games for me, uh, it's definitely Detroit Become Human. That, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> There's so many great narrative games that I haven't played. I even made a list under my list yeah. of like oh, games really? that I know are great. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I just I want to put these on my list, but I haven't played them because I know they're great. And yeah. Detroit Become Human, I heard is phenomenal. Oh, it, so. it it is, especially the first time I played it. Um, I never played Heavy Rain or what was the other one they had with. Um. Uh, how do I say it? It's it's from, it's from the same company, or it's the act actual actor who transitioned as uh, Elliot Page. Mm-hmm. When For- then they were Ellen, uh, Ellen Page. Then when they when they then Ellen Page, it was a game uh-huh. called uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's from the same people. There's it's not is it Beyond Two Souls or no? I don't remember. It was that game or so, but basically okay. they were known, but they were known for heavy rain in that and quantum and, uh, and, uh, it wasn't called. And this is a new game they have for the PS, uh, PlayStation platform called Detroit Becoming. This is the first time I actually played it, but, um, mm-hmm. I thought the story was interesting because you play three different characters. They're three different main characters and they're androids. And I played it one time, but I remember the story be so much for I remember the things that matter. What's so interesting is that they live in a society, I can't remember what the world is that, where people actually bought these androids and they are free to do whatever the master tells them to do. And uh, there's this point where they can act, talk like human beings and such, but they can have a moment where they have like a, I, guess, I think it's called a deviation or something. And basically there's a mechanic to where Say for instance, like you're 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 programmed to be obedient, but the AI or and the the AI or whatever is so I don't want to say sophisticated, but it's just it's so expanded to where it can actually I guess learn so much data to where it can actually break off and have its own free will and such. And mm-hmm. you can, there's a mechanic to where you can actually break that, and once you break that, um, to them in that universe, they'll send like a like a unit. They will pick up the android and they will like essentially kill it by like the like, plugging it or whatever in their terms and such. But basically, it's like when the android acts against his own. When, when the android starts to add, have his more have more free will and such, I think, I think it's called deviant. But basically, when it has more free will, they are considered a threat and they need to be put down. It was mm-hmm. so interesting about it with three different characters. They're like they're told with three different stories. You have like one lady who looks kind of like a um, what's that actress name that's so popular in the X Men movies. I forgot her name. Jennifer, like a Jennifer Lawrence like. Okay, Jennifer Lawrence. Is, is, is that what, is that what it is? Not well. It's not she. It's not her. But it's my first thought in my head, basically. And basically, it's three different characters. Like one is like a caretaker. One is, is like 
a cop and the other one is like a caretaker for some old guy or whatever. And these three characters have specific things that happen to their life. Like you have one character, she escapes from this one dude and she's taking this little girl with her to go escape somewhere. Another guy who's a cop, he's trying to chase down other androids who have defected and need to play Brady Little Justice. Then you have another guy, something happened to him, but basically he leads a rebellion or so of other androids and such, and he's trying to fight for the the android people, like give free speech and such, and tell them that we are people too, and we deserve to have lives amongst each other. It's just, it's the, the universe and the, the world, the storytelling, everything in itself is so amazing. And like it'll keep you intact. I don't want to tell you too much because it's it's definitely worth playing. There's mm-hmm. multiple uh, paths you can take across and such, and it's just it really keeps you engaged. And it, it's just normally I don't play story driven games like that. But for what I play, I enjoy every minute of it. Oh, it's great. I I think it's so cool, like, the appeal that kind of, like, these tech games or, like, tech stories where it's just kind of like a combination of just kind of your natural humanity mixed in with technology and how that affects, you know, the world. And I always thought that stuff was so cool. Kind of like with Cyberpunk, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Or even, like, Anthem, if that was... You know, I'm good. <laughs> but, no, I, I know what you mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I've lost my train of thought. But yeah, that's why I think it's so great <laughs> about it. <laughs> because the that, that theme is definitely on my list. Oh, that's what it was. Um, Overwatch. <laughs> I'm not going to say it has a great story, especially with, you know, the PvE being canceled. But um, based on some of the lore I know, you know, they have these om- Omnics like Orisa and, and Zenyatta and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, from what I gathered, it sounds like they're mistreated because they're robots and they're not actually people. But yes, they're people at the same time. So mm. it kind of shares that similar thing. Really? Okay. And, you know, yes. I, I mean, that's like a parallel I'm drawing right now. But I think a lot of people, they see like a, a relatable injustice. And right, right. That makes it a very, um, you know, empathetic story, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, it's... What's what's so cool too is just um like uh there's part where like when if you shoot an android like they bleed blue. <laughs> oh really? Yes, like oh they, it's like, like aliens or something. Yeah, <laughs> but, but well it's in the story because they they use a certain kind of fl- like a fluid to keep them um functioning. Okay, like, it, it, you know, when it's 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 just the quality of light. I'm like yo, this is I like stuff. It's like you take your head like what. I like this. I want to be in this world. This this is pretty amazing mm-hmm. and such. And they, like they bleed blue and they have feelings and such that they deviated, and like, you can like it, you can choose to like you know fight for peace or like protest for peace or raise war against the humans, and then you can have mm-hmm. the public perception play in your favor and such. It's just it's so deep. I hate these word deep, but it, it is a deep game to play, and I, I think you would probably like it as so, well because you're in, you, you know, you have characters you're into and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had a, bl- I had a blast playing it for the time, and I would love to replay that again so, at some point. But yeah, that's my, yeah, number five for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a great pick, and I'm definitely gonna put it on my list of games to play. My huge, ginormous backlog. Yeah. Um, I think it's what's so great about. Um, story-driven games, you know, it's like you get so emotionally attached and 
with yeah. that comes so many different emotions. Yeah. Um, and so I think having those options, you know, like you're saying, like, what do you want to, what's your cause? What do you want to fight for? What kind of person do you want to be? Yeah. When that's, you know, kind of up for your decision, I think that's what makes it really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and I, I can bring this idea into the next few games we're going to talk about because I have a feeling it's going to pop back up, but. Okay. No, it's yeah. all good. It's all good. <laughs> I- Got to preface that. But I'll say my last point too about the trip coming yeah. here. What also makes it cool too, like there is moments where it literally has you on the edge of your seat, like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I like stuff that's like awesome. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's mine. Did, did, did you pick Overwatch for five, or you still have your own? Oh five? no, I I just threw that out there. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I I have my list, so I made I easily made top four. I was like, no problem. I know how to. I know what they are. And then top five, I was like. Oh, shit, and I was, I didn't know, and so I was thinking like, you know, all like my childhood games, because you know they're they're narrative, but they kind of go on the puzzle side, and I don't want to pick a puzzle game. You know, we're talking about story, and I want it to be like, yeah, a story, story, you know. I hear and you. so I think I have a tie, and I I don't even know if these are final at all, but I was. I guess we could even make these a series. I was thinking Assassin's Creed or Tomb Raider. You know what? Before you start, there are yeah. some there are some picks I have I I had I made a few games into one to make it more easier. But yeah, but mm-hmm. you definitely can do it. it it's your floor. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm this is you know covers a lot of ground. It's so vague. Yeah, like yeah. with Assassin's Creed. You know, I obviously played that much later than I did with Tomb Raider because I played Tomb Raider when I was a kid. Right, um, right. But I mean, this is the whole idea of Assassin's Creed is just incredibly creative. You know, you yeah. play as this this dude who is fighting this, I don't know, this injustice, and then you're like, okay, well, I have to, you know, become my ancestor so I can learn these things, so I can. I mean, that's that's pretty cool to me, and that's what drew me in. You know, and especially yeah. No, 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 <laughs> it's just. No, that's, no, that, that's amazing of a pick. I, 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 no, oh my goodness. I just played Assassin's Creed last year or so. I, I revisit the older games and such. And yeah, the narrative, yeah. the narrative and the themes in it is so amazing. But no, continue. This is your. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, from like, I don't know how many times I've replayed it. And my favorites yeah. too, like with Ezio, oh, and Ezio collection. Collect- I love it. Classic. Yeah. Um, and I think Ezio is a character too. I think he's the best one. He's oh. like, He's yes. like a man, you know, yeah. <laughs> protects I, I, ladies, fights for good causes, you know. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Uh, was was funny. Like I had to practice. I made videos on him before, and I had to, I had to use words like "seo auditore de friense." It takes a long time for me to say it in that. Yeah, you know yeah. that. You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah, it's a classic. You know, he has to say it every time he kills someone or something like that. <laughs> From what I recall, but right, right, right. I mean. There's obviously a lot to that game. Like, there's a story. It's it's deep. You know, you're dealing with, like, Templars and, you mm-hmm. know, government and, you know, all this crap. <laughs> so it's heavy. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, when I think about my top three, at least, I'm like, wow, this doesn't compare at all. So that's why I'm kind of like, I'm Iffy. not sure if I wanted to make it my five. Yeah, but then, that, then that's why I'm leaning towards, you know, Tomb Raider. Okay. Because... Tomb Raider when I was a kid, like on PlayStation. Yeah, I didn't yeah. give a shit about the story. Like, I thought the cutscenes were cool. I'm like, wow, like, <laughs> I 
I can't tell. Like they look like Barbie dolls. With the, it was it was terrible <laughs> graphics, and I think that's why I couldn't follow the story. Their mouths didn't move. It was just a texture of you know a face. Um, and yeah, so I didn't really pay too much to this attention to the story. But then you know when they rebooted it, uh, and they had like you know Tomb Raider, and then they had Rise of the Tomb Raider, and then Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah. I think those were great reboots. And mm-hmm. I think you can even tie like Uncharted into this because they oh, were yeah. kind of at like a, a war together um, <laughs> with the whole Raider thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I remember getting those games for Christmas like several years ago and I just loved them, you know, especially because I had that attachment with Lara Croft. And then to see these stories get so much more in depth and so much more complicated oh, yeah. and kind of carry those similar themes mm-hmm. of just power and control. Yeah. Um, and I I can't recall some of the characters specifically, but, you know, Laura had, like, her stepmom or something, and then, mm-hmm. like, Constantine, which was, like, her dad, and you discover more about her dad, and then this evil stepmom, and just, and then in Shadow, you have this whole new tribe of people. Yeah. Like, I just think they did a really good job, and, you know, it pulls you in emotionally, because they get you attached to these characters. Yeah, most definitely. So, yeah, I'm kind of stuck between those two games for five. I could um, probably just make a top 10, you know? <laughs> I mean, you could. I, I, I will say, I, I didn't get to play Tomb Raider, but uh, mm-hmm. not not the older ones, but I did play the 2013 reboot one, and mm-hmm. I remember when I played I was like, damn, I was like, Laura went through so much stuff. Right, yeah. 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 She has a huge evolution, which I think goes, it coincides with the whole story thing. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to just to be like, oh, it's a one-time game with a one-time story. Like, just to see the progression of Lara as a character and Tomb Raider yeah. as a as a story, yeah, I think that's what makes it so so good of a story because, yeah. you know, when it come out, 97? May not even, 90, even earlier, maybe? I think 95, 96. And fun fact, the first one didn't come out. It didn't come out for the PlayStation. It was actually for the Sega Saturn. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah. No friend, yeah. an old friend of mine told me that. I was like, "No way!" I thought it was a PlayStation One original, but it was a second Saturn. Weird. Huh, yeah. I don't think I knew that. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I remember seeing one of the Tomb Raider games. I think it was on a Game Boy or okay, some handheld or something. And I was like, "This is weird." <laughs> like Tomb Raider is a side scroller. It's not okay, but right, right, just a different application, you know. But I think when you can make a game and you can reboot it over and over and over again with interesting stories every time, I think that really shows that it's a successful and impactful game. Yeah, I you mean, know? Laura. I mean, Laura Croft is an iconic character. Um, I mean, there is the other obvious reasons for some people, but then. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, but then I think with like the 2013 that that reboot, the grittier version, I think was cool about that. It's like you get to see more of the the survival side of uh, Laura and the stuff she went through, and it's like you just have to be like, yo, I have to give respects to what she's been through. Like she's yeah. she she's not no like not she's not just a pretty face. Like she's a badass too, though. Oh yeah, and she always has been, and you know you just. I think you see a darker side of her, definitely yeah. in the, the newer ones, and that definitely takes an interesting, um, you know, change of perception about her, because I think she just becomes more and more of a badass, you know? Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I gotta replay those. Because I, I do remember really enjoying them. I don't know why I didn't replay them. And I think I have one of them at, like, 88% completed. I know right. everyone complains about, like, the little caches that you have to find everywhere. Yeah. But, yeah. That Rise is the one game I have not completed. I started and I just never finished it. I don't know why I never got to the end. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all. That's a big problem for a lot of people. It's just, it's so hard to finish a game. And I think I read somewhere earlier that there's, like... A, a crazy high percentage of people that don't finish games. It was somewhere like 80% of people. Like, it was it was crazy high. So, yeah, don't quote me on that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it. You know, I feel like so many people are like, yeah, I never got around to finishing it. Distractions, probably. <laughs> that's what <laughs> yeah, happens. yeah. It's, easy, it's real easy to get distracted by something else that's going on. Like, oh, and they, I forgot why I didn't play that for some reason. So Right, right. So... Would you say, like, Assassin's Creed and Tomb Raider is, like, number five for you with, like, a tie? Yeah. Yeah. That's... <laughs> I, I think I'm leaning towards Tomb Raider a little bit more. Okay. Now that I think about it. So, yeah, we'll we'll put Assassin's Creed at six. Like, kind of blurred out since we're just looking at <laughs> five. Oh, so six, so Tomb Raider and Assassin's Creed at five, basically? <laughs> Switched, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so Tomb Raider at five. All right. Well, this is where things are going to get more and more hard for me as I'm going through this. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's going. It's getting really hard for me. <clears throat> I think this is tough. I, I, you have no idea. This is so tough for me. Uh it is hard. I'm going to put. I really shouldn't, but I kind of want to for simplicity's sake. I'll put uh, Mass Effect, the Mass Effect trilogy in number four. That okay. is a big, big, big thing. And I'll tell you why. Um, when I was playing Mass Effect, I was not into, like, RPGs and, like, picking your lines. So I was not into that. But when I did play Mass Effect, um, I don't know how they did it, but they really got me interested into the world of his characters. And... Um, Kind of similar to what I said about The Walking Dead and, and such. What's so amazing about the Mass Effect trilogy is that every choice you make can impact the story overall. The relationships you uh, you build with characters and species and everything else is so amazing. The world building in the Mass Effect is so dope. Like You have so many different characters, uh, not just characters, but different races of people. You have like mm-hmm. these, these Krogan species. They're like these big brutes of people who are strong. And you have these Solarians where they're like geniuses and whatnot. They look very wormy or so. Then you have mm-hmm. these Asari, the Asari uh, race of people where they're, they look like, I don't know if you, I don't know if you call them women or whatnot, but basically, or I guess you can say women or you can say, I guess non-binary it doesn't matter, but they have features that looks like a woman, but the back of their head, and they have like tentacles or so in the back of their head that's like shaped like a hair or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they're blue skin, and um, <sighs> I'm I'm losing my train of thought. But basically, they're cool. And then you have like the Turians. It, 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 there's so many species of people. I think what yeah. the bitty what makes Mass Effect great, especially if you play the first one, is like once you do a mission, you play as Commander Shepard, you get to talk to your crew. And you get to find out these characters are personalized, they're ambitious and stuff. And every and every time you do a mission and you get to talk to these characters, you get to do more, you get to learn more about them. 
what's even cool is that there are romance options and such. People kind of love that. Like, you can, you can romance, not saying everybody, but you can romance whoever they piques your interest and such. And, mm-hmm. but it's not for the sake of romance, but it helps you build a deeper connection of the character you're talking to and such. And the main story of itself is just like, you're going up against these reapers who are out there to wipe out. They're there to clean out all or all organic life. And basically they're here to kill everybody and mm-hmm. these like ancient race of people. And you're there to help convince people. It's a bunch of politics and such. You're trying to convince the council to listen to you. That there's a big threat coming. You're trying to stop wars and whatnot. It's a big ass conglomerate of a game, but what makes mass effect so amazing in my personal opinion it's just the world building itself and the characters. That's what makes it so amazing. And I, 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 I cannot stress it enough that it's worth playing. That's all I have to say, honestly. I can't really elaborate too much because I'm, because I, I, it's going to lead into spoiler territory. And plus, two, it's three games I'm talking about in one. But. Right, right. And I think we're <laughs> going to have that with a lot of our other answers. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, because you don't want to spoil anything, you know, especially if it hasn't been out for very long. Yeah, but um, definitely. Yeah, I think it's that's great pick. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. they have the mess the legendary edition that's out. It's definitely gift that if you want to get into that because that's that's the best way to play it. And um, yeah, that I I love the story, the set pieces, the music. It's just a beautiful piece of art. That's mm-hmm. all I'm gonna say. Yep. <laughs> that's my number four. I, I I think it's great. Um, I hate to say, here we go again. Um, I only played one game of mass effect and of course it was andromeda okay and i was i was told um that that's the worst one apparently i know that's subjective but people aren't a huge <sighs> fan of that game yeah um i didn't think it was terrible the amount i played i just wasn't super fond of i guess the gameplay yeah yeah i guess i could just kind of felt a little boring to me i'm not going to say this for all the games because i'm just talking about specifically one that i was told was bad and not yeah, a yeah, good yeah. reflection of the series. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I remember, like, seeing all those, you know, different races and stuff. And, like, I love fantasy and just yeah. kind of different people. Especially when people aren't humans. I love it. Yeah. And it's so much cooler. Um, yeah, yeah. And so when you get to engage... You know, and it, it kind of reminds me of, like, Marvel or, like, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, it yeah. kind of gives me that vibe. Yeah, yeah. And I always thought that was so cool. Because then you're, you know, you're basically playing a Star-Lord in mm-hmm. a way. You know? But yeah, and again, kind of like the integration of like tech and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, really cool. And it's same with the music too. The music's so good. Like I'll have my RPG music playlist that I'll throw on, and yeah. so many Mass Effects come on, and they're always so emotional and really moving. And I'm like, wow, like this game really has something here. And of course, I <laughs> got a bad <laughs> exposure to it, but I yeah. believe it. And yeah, yeah. I, I, I play a little bit of Andromeda. I don't really have a hate for it. I mean, I didn't get yeah. to play it too much, but I think sometimes in the community, people say, oh, it's the worst one. I yeah. think sometimes they tend to, it's a little bit blown out of proportion or being a little bit mm-hmm. too dramatic of it. Cause they say that about a lot of games about, oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's the worst. That's the worst one. And it's like, nah, you just, you just didn't, it just, you were trying to compare it to the to trilogy, which I understand the trilogy was still amazing, but it was trying to do its own thing and it just wasn't received well with most mm-hmm. fans. That's basically what it was. Right, right. Yeah. But I think probably replaying the game, people may look at it differently compared to now. It's kind of like 
you mentioned like Anthem. That's from the same people who made that. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah and there's a similar thing, like a theme and all. Um, and that's why I was excited for it because I liked Mass Effect, but I think having it in like you know the Anthem format where it's more open MMO, that sounded even cooler to me because I'm like, wow, yeah. I can have my friends and everything, but kind of have that same like spacey kind of thing. Right, right. Um, yeah. So that's unfortunate that it didn't really come to fruition, but oh well, maybe there'll be something similar one day. Yeah. I'm still waiting for a game that's like Mass Effect that that hasn't been one yet for me yeah <laughs> that really hasn't been one yet for me and then like you said earlier too like i'll say this if anyone does play it the species are more interesting than the human characters i'm letting you know oh yeah for sure <laughs> yeah um yeah. and the romance option is pretty cool um and that might be so weird to some people maybe it's super cool like i had some friends that were like it is the best feature of any game <laughs> like with dragon age or um another that, game that's escaping me but yeah yeah yeah, I, adds, yeah. yeah those it, it, it it's worth it. it's not it's not even like worth it because of like oh i, I want to see what they look like no it's just it's interesting how they bring the humanity into people like there's a character named jack in mass effect 2 and she's like this bald head uh, woman, she's she, she she got she's a human woman. She got powers and whatnot. And she is a hothead. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> she she is a hothead, but I feel like I'm telling on myself here. But <laughs> the more <laughs> we know what Josh did, <laughs> she's like, oh, Josh got a type. Shut up, leave me alone. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the more you get to talk to her and um. Uh, you find out that, like, you know, she's been through some stuff and then the more you get to know her, she's like, she's really not that bad of a person. I mean, yeah, she's feisty or whatever and uh, ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm just going to put it there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like you're, I, I think such a big part of story games are the characters and the, yeah. the appeal you have to them because, you know, we're social, social creatures by nature. Yeah. So we just, you know, try to find that connection literally everywhere we go. And, you know, even with these fictional characters. Um, so yeah, that just, uh, of course, like it's, it's in your top five because it has all those special things, you know? Yeah. It's the, it's the little things that makes games worthwhile. <laughs> yes. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you, so what's your pick for four? All right. So now that five is out of the way, yeah. so it'll be smooth sailing. Number four. Uh-oh. I want to say I have everything in order, but they're all so on the same plane in my head. But yeah. for four, I'm going to say Ori and just kind of really series. I, yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, I mean, I have my Ori tattoo on my arm with Ku. And okay. this is, you know, from the second one. But just the the game as a series and for a game that has such little dialogue, yeah. Like, oh my god, the story, just, I think the way that they can tell it without the dialogue is impressive, first That's off. That's dope. But then, yeah, like, and the music, and, you know, I'm just, like, a sucker for video game music, but I can listen to that soundtrack and know exactly what's happening, just based really? on, you know, like, the beat, or, like, the tempo speed, it, I don't know, and so... Like there's there's a song like I'll I'll give this as an example. There's a song that happens you know plays um when I'm not gonna spoil anything. This 
just part of the story. Um, <laughs> where the, the, this, this owl who is the villain. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, she's upset. She's kind of the cause of the plot in Ori. Okay. And you discover, you know, her backstory where, you know, her little babies died. Her baby owls. Oh, based on okay. this kind of light that happened because mm-hmm. of Ori. And so there's this music that plays when she's flying back to her nest, like knowing that her babies are in danger. Yeah. And something about seeing her side view and almost kind of seeing her crying like, as an owl, you know, and she's flapping so hard and, you, and it's like this huge crescendo. And then like, it gets all quiet and I'm, Oh my God, I like tear up. It's a fucking owl. <laughs> and so she sees her empty nest and then it's quiet. And then you just hear this like really soft violin note, just one note, just humming. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like this growl of like band instruments, like, like trumpets and stuff and you just feel that anger and i don't know i I think that's where the story stuff comes from you can just Uh, just feel all these emotions of all these characters the fact fact you can describe it as as, that makes it even more interesting yeah yeah so um i mean the first time i played it i cried and you know it's because it has you see ori and you you know, and he has his issues basically like an orphan and is taken care of by his friend. And then there's, you know, death everywhere and he tries to help people. And, um, it's just heartbreaking. <laughs> Man, I need to, so, yeah. I, need, I need to check it out. I, 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 it's the Ori, the, 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 the one on X- Xbox, right? Mm-hmm. Look, I need to check out. I, I hear so many great things about Ori. Yeah. And, and the gameplay is incredible too like I, I know like there's a lot of narrative games that you know the narrative is great but you know the gameplay is good you know yeah. but i think with ori it's it's such a good mixture yeah because yeah. um, if you look at like demos of ori it's like like prototype kind of stuff uh-huh. it kind of has this like jello feel to it yeah yeah yeah, they'll they'll have like a box in in place of Ori, and they'll kind of run through all the physics of like you know him jumping over things, them doing like wall jumps or flips in the air. Like it's so smooth, and I think they focus so much on that mechanic, mm-hmm. um, that you can just at the end of the game when you have all the powers and stuff, you can just like whip through the levels because you're just so accustomed to being agile and jumping everywhere, and it's like so satisfying. Oh wow. Um, so yeah, just to throw that in there, you know. <laughs> I, I'm definitely gonna put that on my list of games to play. I, this interesting you put it because I was like, I didn't know because I actually had like Shadow of the Colossus on my list of, at first, and I had to play that one too. I wanted to. Oh, put I it heard on, that was great. I wanted to, I, I wanted to put that on there because it doesn't have much of a story, but it, it's, it's it's just it's the story is minimalistic, but the actions you do is so heartfelt, and you feel for the character who has to. Slaying these big old beasts just to bring back his loved one to life and such. And every person mm-hmm. he's slaying, his appearance just gets peller and peller and such. And it, it, it's, it's, it's a work of art. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it really is. And, um, you know, and the artwork is beautiful too. I think it's all hand painted, whether that means on paper or <laughs> on Photoshop. Yeah. Um, I know what you mean. But yeah, it's, yeah, just just the characters, and once again, it's those connections that just kind of really are the tearjerkers. And is this is hard to do without giving spoilers, you know? And, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, and like at the end of the second game, we we, we know, get, 
you know. I, I make sure to put it there, like, if you want to talk, we could put, like, spoiler warnings for people who may not do that. It's to make it easier for, for all of us. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and by the, the end of the second game, everything is kind of summed up. And, like, there's some closure that's a mix of happy and sad. Yeah. Um, and I, I think there's so many themes and motifs that a lot of people could relate to, like yeah. losing someone or remembering someone. Yeah. Or, you know, sacrifice. You know, I think sacrifice is a bigger one. Um, oh, man. Yeah. But yeah, it's, and love, just love. <laughs> Any game that has some type of like love in it, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna love it. <laughs> there, <laughs> oh man, <sighs> when you said sacrifice, it reminds me of the time I played this game called uh, A Way Out. I played it with a friend. It's a co-op. Yeah. It's a co-op game that's full of stories and everything, and it's so amazing because, like, it's one of those games where you get to enjoy playing with a friend. But mm-hmm. you have two characters you've been in a relationship with. You, you they have their ideas, and someone has their ideas. But there was a moment in the story where, like, the twist reveals itself, and it's one of those heartbreaking experiences where it's like they had to they did something the way that make y'all had to confront a problem, and only one of y'all was going to come out of it. That's like that's the best way I could put it. Oh, that's terrible. No, it I think was, you. I mean, I guess it's you know a mix yeah. of. <laughs> it was p- people say the last was part two was heartbreaking no that that game there was a heart that game was heartbreaking for me <laughs> i would imagine it's it's even worse like you know when yeah. it's multiplayer like that or yeah you know co-op couch game whatever you want to call it um yeah. because first off you have a person with you right you know on the same journey and then you have that kind of transcribed within a screen <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you have to deal with that too so I don't think I ever thought about that, like multiplayer yeah. story games. But yeah, I like well, that. It's very real. It's very. The last few games that did that. I mean, there's that one. Then there's It Takes Two that I really want to play because I heard that was amazing. For, right. for that one, I played. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard. I heard that's. I heard that's amazing. And uh, I think Gears of War. Those are like only series I know that actually done like co-op well, and it has a great engaging story that doesn't feel like. You, you know, you can just enjoy with a friend. You're like, oh, that was amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tricky balance. But yeah. Definitely a lot of games that can, that really did it well. Oh my goodness. I, I, don't, I don't even, I don't even want to know what the twist is, it takes to about, because I, I, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready for no, any more heartbreak after what I went through with a way out. No. <laughs> if anyone has played It Takes Two, I'm sure you already know what scene I'm going to mention, but there is a scene that I think is more heartbreaking than the story in its entirety. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why they they thought, like, yeah, let's just rip their hearts out and just put this little scene in there. <laughs> no! I mean, I, okay, I will, I will say this. Some people have different perceptions of it. They'll be like, yeah. oh, it was funny. Oh, God. So, no. it's, it's totally subjective, but... I, I will yeah. say this. It's very... Hard. For, it's very rare for me to feel in certain games, but if, if you can do it well, it's like, oh, gee, why'd you do that to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So Ori's your number. Uh, f- so Ori's your number four. <laughs> yep. Okay. 
This is interesting. Very, very good pick, by the way. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. <sighs> this is where it gets tough again. <laughs> yeah, this oh, is a hard topic. It's tough. It it really is. Um You know what? It might get easier for me. Number three for me is uh Red Dead Redemption Two. Mm. So this is part of the bottom of my list of things I didn't play. I had it in my hands and I'm like, nah, it's too violent. And then I didn't play it. <laughs> no. Red, uh, people are like, why is that number? Nah, there's, there's a couple other games that's just touched me differently. But, um, yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2 is definitely on there. Uh, for story, um, it's, first of all, it starts off very cinematic like, like a movie. Mm hmm. Yeah. You know, but like what really makes the experience cool is the main character himself, Arthur Morgan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he starts off like a typical guy of a gang. He has to do bad things just to make money for the gang and such. And then you have uh, conflict within the groups. And then you're running away from the lawman while trying to do so. You're trying to collect money and things go wrong and you find out what happened to the gang and what led to the, it's it's a prequel to the first one mm-hmm. and you find out what led to the first one um but like what makes the narrative so interesting cuz even from like a gameplay perspective um while you're doing these bad things and everything you know we we while you're doing these bad things and whatnot uh, to people or to get money, there is a point in the story where the you find out that Arthur Morgan has contracted uh, a sickness. I mean, I think everybody knows yeah. about it or so, but yeah. for, for people who haven't played it, I mean, um, and it basically cha- it, it basically changes the whole entire dynamic of his character. But then when you find out he's trying to like want to redeem himself for the you know, the things he did and such, it makes, it brings out the humanity in him and you find out that he's scared or so, you know, he's, there's some things he's scared about and they really did a good job humanizing Arthur Morgan. Like he's probably one of the best well-written protagonists in video games. Uh, I can't think of one that's, that's better than him by far. He's like one of the best well-written protagonists. And I like things that make you just, change your entire outlook of the entire game. I think, like, last time we, we mentioned, like, Bioshock, and mm-hmm. we were talking about how when you're playing through the entire game and whatnot, you just did what the person told you to. Then you find out the revelation that you wasn't, you thought you was in the control of the game the entire time the game was in control of you. You had no control, and it just changed your whole entire dynamic of, like, oh! Oh, this game yeah. actually has a story now! Oh my god! This was like, yeah. oh, wait a minute! Oh, we've been doing bad things the whole time. We should start doing some good with the people because mm-hmm. I'm sick. I need to do some, you know, it's the little things, yeah. but like the, no, it's just the, this, the game itself playing them more from working. It's just, it, it is not just Arthur Morgan that makes the game cool. It's just everyone in that game, the, the Dutch Venomland game just make, just gives, gives the game meaning and purpose. And whenever bad things happen to the people of your game, like it's felt. Yeah, you you really felt yeah. it, and like you're very. And it was cool. Is like you're invested into helping people, and all. It, it's it's one of those uh, 
game that's really worth checking out and it's rich with side activities that have meaningful stories to it in itself. Like, like I think I'm trying to think of one example. Like I can't think of any, but basically it, it's worth checking out. The game is long as hell. I'll let you know that, but yeah, it's worth it. it it's worth the play at your own pace. And uh, that's honestly all I have to say that yeah, Red Dead Redemption yeah. 2 is goaded, but yeah, that's my number three. I mean, it's, <laughs> So much love was put into it. What was it, like, seven to ten years, something in that area of like, development? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, even things like, you know, uh, thing like animal carcasses rotting in real time, or, like, your guns uh, rusting in real time when you go in yeah. water. Like, like, even, like, if you look at the NPCs, you, like, look at their table, like, they're cutting their food and picking it up and eating it. And I know that sounds so trivial uh, but like that's crazy just like the attention to detail oh like they, they actually Rockstar. like individual pieces yeah yeah just oh, like okay. zoom I in just, yeah i didn't know that nuts. yeah um no, that, that's really cool that's cool yeah and so they sprinkle that like detail in so many different places and or like if you if you kill someone's wife like and you know the husband comes over and like you see the consequence of your action and I think with that game, there's this whole test of morality, um, mm. which I think is what Arthur goes through. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think that's kind of what, you know, especially when, you know, his background, he comes from like a gang and he's hurting people, he's stealing money. Um, he's, you know, selfish. He's just trying to get money. So what is it, Micah? Yeah. The, uh, yeah. The, yeah. He's the, yeah. He, Fuck him. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And so it's like that that character development that you go on with Arthur. And yeah. you're like, well, you know what, Arthur? We got to be better people. We got to fix our wrongs, right or right. wrongs, whatever the expression. Um, And yeah, so when you grow with a character, I think that that really, like, makes for a good story. You know, because you're like, you, you went on that adventure yourself. You've, you've had that experience as well. Yeah. And like, not to say anything, but like when it's, I'm really, if they do make a third one, like if it's a re- redemption in this title, I just know going forward that the person's, if they, it, whether they, if they do make it or not, <laughs> but like mm-hmm. if they die, it's, it's tragic. I'll put it that way. It's, it's tragic, but it does mean something though. It, but mm-hmm. it, it's, 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 it's tragic, but it's not in vain. That's probably the best way I could put it. Right. You right. know, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just games like that. And the sad part about it, too, is just, like, once you beat it or so, you do get that sad feeling or so because there's just not many games that's like that, that just captivate you on the emotional level of interest, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you can like, like you can pick up a game and play it, but when you have that lingering feeling in you in regards to story, it's just, like, it just hits a little different. Yeah, the stories that, you know, weeks later, you're like, oh my god, I'm still thinking about it. Like, I'm yeah. I'm upset, <laughs> but I'm also like, I don't know, just the fact that they can be so moving like that, you know, and people are like, oh my god, just a video game. It's like, no, like, it really, it, it alters, like, your brain, you yeah. know, because, like, it's not like you're experiencing being in a gang yourself or um, anything related. Right. But you're basically getting that secondhand experience. Um, which I think is what's 
what makes it so different than like a movie or a TV show. Like you're literally in their shoes Facts. and you spend all that time with them, not just two hours. You spend like, you know, 60 hours with that character. Yeah. You know, that's a good pick. Thank you. I really, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> it. I I was crying for this. <laughs> so yeah, what you it? might, you might get some, some hate for, you know, not putting it at number one. Cause some uh, people are all for that game, but they, 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 I might get hate for it, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, well, I know if my number one's definitely going to get some hate, but I stand I, by it. <laughs> I, I might know, but then I might not know. So I'm, I'm, I'm already, I'm, I'm here for surprises, but uh, I guess we'll see. What, what did you put for number three? Number three. So again, another series. Okay. Um, and I hate to say I only played. The very new ones. Okay. You might, know where, you might know where I'm going with this. Um, it's God of War. And so I have a copy of the second game because I'm like, I'm going to play the originals. Once again, I haven't played it, but I played <laughs> God of Eventually. War. Eventually. <laughs> and I know, for instance, like you grew up playing that series. Like that was, that was such a huge part of your childhood. Definitely. Um, yeah. And maybe that's even on your list. I don't know. But, you know, I played. God of War 2018, and it was around the same time I got into, like, you know, The Last of Us, like, with all the other kind of narrative stuff. But you've been playing a lot of games in 2018. It was, yeah, I mean, that was, like, college time, and... Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was just more exposure and meeting people and everything, but, yeah, so I played that, and I didn't really have a circle of people to... uh, talk to about this kind of stuff but i i knew i liked it but right. i didn't ever verbalize it or oh, you know. okay so i was like i really like it i'm not sure why but i really like it <laughs> and then you know ragnarok was announced and i'm like oh my god i remember liking it i think it's gonna be so good because it was moving you know yeah, yeah. 2018 and um and i think i've you know in the, in the roundtable episode that we had uh oh yeah that's dude, big ragnarok <laughs> oh just destroyed me and first off the gameplay is incredible and it's just if you watch like you know the behind the scenes and how they make the gameplay animations and you know the vfx stuff like it's almost flawless but kind of like with red dead like the character development of every single person like every single person in that game and you can see a little bit of yourself and i think every single person yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously you can relate with them. And I remember there were certain moments where I was so touched by some characters, like, oh, I just got shivers. Okay. But I thought about, <laughs> you know, when Atreus comes back after, uh, I guess. Oh, Ragnarok? Re- yeah, releasing yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the dog. And he, so he comes back and like the whole world's a mess. And, you know, it was right after Kratos and, and Atreus had their fight. And so, they're standing in front of each other. Yeah, Ooh, man, it's moving as hell. And so Kratos is just staring at him and he's like, what do I call you? That's the first yeah! thing he says to him. Yeah, what and do I so call Atreus, you? <laughs> yeah, and then Atreus doesn't say anything. And then he scrunches his face trying to hold in a cry. And then he just oh, hugs man. him. Yeah, and yeah, just, yeah. just kind of the, dad, I messed up. <laughs> just, I, help me. And that was the first time I think both of them let their guard down. Yeah. Oh, or like when Kratos, you know, he he goes to bed, and you're like, okay, he goes to bed. But the way he takes off every piece of armor on him, like not only was it, you know, 
literally making himself vulnerable, but just the fact that he was just stripping down mm-hmm. and then, you know, having that dream about Faye. Yeah. And, you know, and I saw, like, a little boy. <laughs> Sounds weird. Like, just a little Kratos, like, in that big man of a body or big right. body of a man. <laughs> I guess. We and me. <laughs> I was like, that's that's what he is. He's such a teddy bear, if you want to see it that way. I know some people don't, but just, like, he that has a- that... He has a humanity, but then he's, like, in this, you know, scarred, damaged body, and I don't know, I just, I really felt for Kratos in that moment, and he misses, you know, the love of his life, and he feels lost, and he doesn't know what he's doing, he doesn't want to mess up, he's afraid of failure. Yeah. You know, and especially with, you know, what he expects to happen to him, Mm -hmm. he's terrified, Mm -hmm. and he thinks he's prepared Atreus, but... I I could go on and on, but there's so many instances of that game, specifically Ragnarok. And just the whole series is great, but I hear you. Every mm-hmm. every character's story arc development. Oh, and the, the whole Sindri thing. Don't even get me started. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. With Brock and Sindri and their relationship. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think once I hit the halfway point of that game, I was crying on and off. Every other scene, just. <laughs> I don't know. And by the end, I was like, I was a mess, and I I couldn't stop thinking about it. And uh, yeah, just just so good. They did such a nice job, and to put these this huge story, you know, like Ragnarok, that's like the end of everything. To put it in just two games and do it so well is crazy because like they could have easily made it three. They could have, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad they made it just two. Um, it felt like. The pacing was good, and I, I I know like in the round table you'd mentioned, you know, Jotunheim was a little slow. Oh, that was oh that but... was me. That was Zach. That was Zach. Oh. That was, that was <laughs> we'll have to Zach. call him out next episode. Yeah, like, you Zach. don't like Jotunheim. Yeah, he was no, nah, he was saying it was trip. I can't remember what he said exactly, but that I that was a lot. It. <laughs> I didn't <Because> like. <laughs> I, I didn't saw mind. Trace being a kid. Yeah, I you didn't know, mind. So I liked it. Yeah, I, I didn't mind every minute he spent with uh. Ank- Anchor, no, I forget. I can't uh, Agraboda. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate. <laughs> I, I I enjoyed that. You know, it was. You know, it, 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 yeah, sure, it made it slow things down a bit, but I'm taking my time with it. This is it's, this is God of War. I'm not gonna rush my seventy dollar game. I was. I want to savor every right. moment. <laughs> right, and that's how I felt too. Like I don't yeah. mind these narrative games being slow, like whatsoever. And like yeah. speaking of Agraboda, um, you know when she's. I, not like in a fight with her grandmother, but you know when she's leaving, and you know her grandmother's behind her, just saying like, "Oh, no one loves you. I hope you die alone." Like, like nasty stuff. And yeah. so Atreus is just looking at her like, "Are you okay?" And she's like, "You know, she's not a monster. She's just lost." Yeah. And the fact that a child can see that kind of nasty behavior, and that's what she deduces from it. Mm. like that's crazy so that just says so much about her personality how she was raised what kind of person she is and is gonna be for the rest of her life mm. um so yeah because it's it's not like she's like a super huge character but even characters with those kind of little roles mm-hmm. so much character development in such a short amount of time i know it's great it, the, Rag, ragnarok was that, that game itself was just 
<laughs> just, it's just good. It's just best, very good. So play be- it. <laughs> definitely one of the top. Definitely one of probably top five best narratives of all. Best best narratives in video games of all time, especially the conclusion too. Uh, yes, I completely er- agree. Where everything came full circle, I'm like, oh, they did it again. Like, the, and I, normally I don't like saying games as a work of art, but that game in particular was a work of art of everything mm-hmm. all around. It's just, and it's one of those games where it's like, I didn't want to, I didn't want it to end. I, yeah. 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 And that's why I 100%ed it because I just, Me too. I, wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to go back into it. I remember you posting about it. Yeah. And I was like, yes, Justin, I gotta do it too. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy doing those videos, but it do, but, but there's truth to it though. Once you, yeah, there, there's yeah. A, that feeling. No, like that's legit. I really feel that way. I'm like, I hate that feeling when you beat it. You're like, I'm depressed now. I don't, I don't want. I don't yeah, know. yeah. It's like when your favorite TV show ends. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like those are my friends. Like now they're gone, and this so. I think that's why I watch, I, I rewatch so many TV shows. <laughs> I hear you. I'm like, my friends, don't go away. <laughs> right. Cause it, cause it, yeah. Cause it never feel like it ended. And it's like, ugh. right. <laughs> right. I, I understand that so well. So that's your number three, right? Yes. Correct. Oh my goodness. This is very sure, good pick right. so far. We are on a roll, ladies and gentlemen. So <laughs> <laughs> we are, again, Again, if you're listening, definitely uh, put your top five favorite video games of all time on uh, the Q&A and Spotify so we get to hear your answers and such. And I'm talking like Big Gaming again. (laughs) 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 So now this is where things are going to get a little more interesting. We got the final two. Uh, Wait, did you give your your third one? Yeah, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay, I was thinking that was four for some reason. Oh yeah, you're yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yep, top yeah, two. <laughs> yeah, so for me, number two, uh it's part of a series like you mentioned, but I'm not gonna pick mm-hmm. one game. Uh it's for for number uh two is the Last of Us Part One. Oh gotcha. And, yeah. yeah. And um for obvious reasons, that game came out in a special time. I think it came out in a special time anyone's life at the run of time. It, 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 I feel like if you just pick it up and play it now, it might be a special time in your life, regardless of what it was. But in 2013, it definitely was a special time in my life. This was when, like, The Walking Dead was out. This is when I start to learn the TV show. When uh, that's when I start, to, you start to understand, like, man, characters really matter. Relationships do matter. Mm-hmm. Your connections to characters really matter. And that's what I got when I played into The Last of Us uh, Part One. I mean, the story in itself is a very simple story. We all seen the show that came out last, you know, a few months ago. We all know the basis. We know everything. The story is a very simple story. You take this girl, you get her, you, you traveled across the country to get her to the final floor, uh, fireflies. That's it in the story. It's like a large fetch quest. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's not what the story is about. This was right. really about the bonds. This is about the trials and tribulations Ellie and Joe go across and how and how much two strangers who didn't even know each other, you know, the links they would go to protect each other and learn much about each other. And I never talked about this before, but the fact that how both of their tragedies and what they went through have united them in a positive way. 
Mm-hmm. And uh right. and it's like you know, they both came into each other's lives um guarded a bit, but as more times going on, if the more as the they talk and interact with each other, they become more vulnerable to open up around each other to where they have you know, love for each other, which I think is a beautiful thing. It's just you two strangers who have, who know nothing of each other, but you know, they have shared similar tragedies and they just open up and share a piece of that part of themselves. And then the links they go through, like Joel winning from that, wanting no part of her because he's afraid of getting too attached and loses one, just like her daughter and mm-hmm. Ellie wanting to be close to Joel because she's, she's, she's so fearful of being alone and everything else. And, and, you know, they both lost, people and everything and it's just it, 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 I think it's just a beautiful piece of work and then mm-hmm. the revelation of it all when you find out that you have to in order to save humanity which I <laughs> in order to save humanity you can you have to extract her brain to find a cure you know to get a, to get a cure you know to get the diagnosis, the, you know, the night. Yeah, I can't speak today, people. I was tongue tied right now, you know, tongue tied. He's good. He's got it. <laughs> oh, sorry, y'all. I'm a little excited. Uh, but basically, it's just you have to dissect her brain and do whatever the case you have to do to find a vaccine to help cure people. You know, and, and Joel made that decision to kill everybody just to get her daughter back. I mean, a lot of us, we all know that. We understood why Joe would did what he did, and probably most of us feel like we would have done the same thing too. Although some people say he doomed humanity to make the memo, he did that. And then I have to ask the question: How would you know that that would really help humanity if that were right. if they were to be successful? Like if we really want to, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. How would you know that if saving Ellie, you know, no, if if killing Ellie and making a vaccine was really going to save? A fucked up America of <laughs> the world that's been fucked up for twenty years at that point. This is the the the, the world has already regressed back to the wild wild days. You know, the, you know, the wild west days. It's too They're, far gone. It's too yeah. far gone. Like you're not. Yeah, you got a vaccine, but you got people taking advantage over people. That's not going to go away. Then you got people mm-hmm. who are so used to the new world order who doesn't want to go back to the way things used to be. And then you have a situation where people say, well, yeah, we got a vaccine, and then they can use it to their advantage to help certain people, whatever. Or you get into a situation to where someone kills a bunch of people and then use it for their own advantage. It would never save a bunch of people. There's no way you can go back to the way things were. It's just, realistically, there's just no way. And right. then, too, and, oh, and, yeah, I mean, good. And, and even if they were to, I'm not a scientist, but even if they were to reverse all the effects of the cordyceps or anything, I, some part of me feels like it wouldn't bring them back to how they looked before. They will still, it, they, they will still have that scar of what, of what was there. Everything that remains after that stuff was gone is like, they will forever look messed up. Right. And I, like, I actually wonder that. I don't think they would give it to the people who already are infected or maybe if, maybe they would develop something like a, like a remedy or. Yeah. Like, along with the vaccine, because I think they'd give it to people to keep them from getting it. Yeah. But then, like, if they could have something that would kind of keep it from getting to getting you to that clicker point, you know? Yeah. But then again, we don't know that much about it. 
the stage um, two. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> or next, think, actually, actually, that stage three. Not I think the Last of Us Part Two had a lore sheet where basically it's like the runners. Yeah, yeah, and they had like another one added. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think like that would fix the like the infection thing, so to speak, and you know, along with you know the power that people would hold with the vaccine. Yeah. You know? But then like in terms of like how the world operates, you know, human-wise socially, like that's so hard to reverse at this point because there's so much trust lost. You know, everyone's violent, everyone has this mentality. Like like Ellie for instance, she was born into this world. She doesn't know what the old world used to be, so it's no. like what is anyone's gauge anymore, you know? That's so true. Yeah. Yeah, because you 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 would have you would have to build a community within and expand it, and then send people out there, and then it'd be like America colonizing another place and just replay <laughs> from scratch. Yeah, yeah. and it, whether that's possible or not, but that'd be that'd be hard. Yeah, that that yeah. would be another three hundred years just to get things the way they used to be, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you got to fight it off, and then yeah, it, it's just it's just a impossible but i love but i will say i love that that narrative in itself and when after everything unfolded and when ellie asked joel uh you know tell me that everything you said about the fireflies is true and he's told her you know i swear when that you know when she says okay and then the screen cuts to black and that was it and it had that little theme music in the background you know (laughs) what i mean (laughs) yeah yeah and um but I felt I, I felt this in 2013, and I still kind of felt it now. But like when that when that ended right there, I felt like the ending was perfect in itself. I mm-hmm. never I I didn't want a sequel to it. I I never did. Yeah. I felt like at the time I didn't want a sequel to it because it was perfect. There was like the open end. The ending could be left for suggestions, and and mm-hmm. it led to all of us discussing about it. You know, at the time until they actually announced part two and. That's a whole different conversation itself. And for the record, I do not hate part two. I just <laughs> feel strongly about part one because of how it made me feel after completing it. Part two mm-hmm. is, I think it is a great game. Emotions wise, that is, it's a different kind of emotion after you completed. I can't really elaborate on. Well, I mean, I, I can't elaborate, but it's just basically, I don't feel as happy, but I accept it. What happens probably the best way I could put it. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's my number two. <laughs> that's that's great, and you know the ending too. Like I lo- I love when things are open ended. Yeah. Because um, it just you know leaves room for interpretation. It starts a dialogue, yeah. but like I remember when I saw that black screen and then the credits start rolling. I'm like, what? No, it can't be over. I was like, there's <laughs> no way. Like I have to. I mean, as much as I liked the open ended stuff, I wanted an answer. But right. And I think over the years, you know, not me necessarily, because I was a late bloomer, but, you know, everyone <laughs> kind of crafted in their head their own, I guess, ending. Right, right. Or like, okay, well, what happened to Joel and Ellie? Oh, well, they, you know, live in Jackson now and everything's fine. And Or some people were like, nah, they hate each other. You know, whatever kind of ending you had, like that. Just the just the fact that, that exists that you just are so compelled, like, well, I have to have some type of closure with it, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I love Last of Us so much. I will say the fact that they actually made a sequel 
um, is so interesting, even though I wish, you know, I wish the leaks didn't happen where people, you know, went and leaked information and people stirred up, uh, you know, people had their own takes about it that weren't great. And then there mm-hmm. was like bad uh, perception of things that really weren't true. And then they made it about uh, like wokeness when it wasn't wokeness and such. And basically it just turned a could have been, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I still think it's a piece of art, but it, they, they basically went into an art gallery and just shit it all over it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And they, and they, 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 no, that is the best analogy. I feel like the people who leaked it, it's like they went to an art gallery. It wasn't meant to be shown and they just shit all over it. And they say, this is, this is what, this is what they showing you. And it's like, no, that's not, it's, no, it's like mm-hmm. you, now everyone, now everyone's saying it's, a, it's bad. And it's like, no, it's just, right. that's not, yeah. It got such a bad first impression, but yeah. I mean, like, like you said, that's a whole thing in itself. That game, but yeah, that I I know there's a lot of people that disagree. They're like, "Oh, Last of Us is so overrated." Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> nope, <laughs> it's a great story for as as simple as it is. Oh, it's not that great of a story. It's lame. It's uh, the way they tell it is what makes it so amazing. The, is this the what people say? Um, is it's funny? I made a video about if. If games are focused morally on stories, then they are the gameplay is a good game. I know people don't take their thing on it though. It, it, really, I just open up the floor for people to discuss. You know, because mm-hmm. I know some stories are too damn good that it can outweigh the gameplay. You like, I don't even care. But right. uh, <laughs> but like, there's times where people say The Last of Us is not. They say it's a great story, but it's not a great game. But honestly. The gameplay is not even like bad or anything at all. I mean, people say, "Oh, it's generic." It's like, nah, it's just you can chalk it up to a post-apocalyptic Gears of War without the high octane action or so. It's mm-hmm. just grounded in realism. You know, it's not supposed to be like a badass type of thing. It's you're a survivor. You're the mentality is you are a survivor. You're supposed to. You're not supposed to feel like. Nathan Drake or a badass. You was just a regular guy trying to survive against mm-hmm. infected and hunters. Basically, that's just what right. it is. It's not supposed to be like ten out of ten. Like it's not going to be Gears of War level, like the Air Call of Duty. It's just not going to be that way. You know they, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's amazing that they made it its own thing without relying too much on Uncharted. But yeah, right. And like that's that's the thing. It's just its own, you know game genre you know like Mm -hmm. it's okay if you don't like puzzle games it's okay if you don't like platformers but that doesn't invalidate anyone you know who does like it a lot you know it's like it's all subjective you know so if you don't like stealth games don't play them okay exactly yeah (laughs) this has been your session with (laughs) (laughs) rue just don't play them (laughs) so what is your number two uh, it's gonna okay. get tough. <laughs> well, now that I talked about Ragnarok, I I kind of want to put that at two. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I kind of want to talk about this one as three, but I already made, you know, my decision, so I'm just gonna keep it at two. I'm just gonna say this one's two. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> and so this will be Horizon. So Horizon Zero Dawn, Forbidden West. Um, well, snap. so so like. I think I teared up with Horizon. 
But then I was a baby with Ragnarok, which is why I'm like, okay, I think that should be two, because I think that story to me was a lot more heart-wrenching. Yeah, yeah. But then Horizon... Oh, well, okay, then you have the whole thing of Rost, like her father figure dying in the first few minutes, right after she's about to, like... Oh my god, you didn't play it. Don't, don't... No, you're good. Josh, don't... (laughs) Nothing happens, nothing happens. I'm not... Uh, go ahead. It's your floor. <laughs> I'm so mad at myself. I'm like, oh, no spoilers. You, uh, no, just erase that from your brain. You're not going to remember any of those characters. I probably won't, re- I won't remember it because I don't know who they, who they are. So go Exactly. Ahead. Exactly. I mean, people die all the time. <laughs> there's a lot of deaths all over that game. And there's so many weird names. So, yeah. That being said, there's a lot of deaths and a lot of some bad heartbreaking I mean, yeah, and like the humanity and like you know Aloy yeah. discovering what was and what could have been, and you know her background and you know her going through what she went through and trying to overcome that and use her knowledge to help people. Yeah, like I think that's just so courageous, and um. Uh, this just popped into my head. In the second one, you meet a certain character, and she's like the complete opposite of Aloy. She just loses her shit all the time. She cries, and there was a scene where she like picks her up and she's like, "Get up! Like, stop crying! Like, you know, that's not a solution." And I, I don't know. I think there's just not a lot of characters like her, and she's just so like I would trust her with my life. Like, she's just that kind of person. Even though, you know, you're playing as her. Um, man, I'm still so upset at myself. Um, <laughs> you're still good. <laughs> no, no, it's not okay. Uh, I don't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but there's there's so much to the story Yeah. about, you know, like the old ones and, you know, why don't they exist anymore? And why is it, you know, 3010 or whatever year it is? Right. Why are there a bunch of you know, robots walking all over the place. Why is it, you know, like all tribal stuff? Right. Um, so there's a lot of questions. And, you know, even with the DLC with Forbidden West, there's still somehow even more. And I think that's what's so impressive about um, oh, Gorilla Games. Um, just like, wow, like it just keeps going and going. And there's just so much, there's so many layers to it. And when you can continue a series, and I know there's only two. But, you know, the DLCs, <laughs> it's it's almost like they're four, you know? Dang. So it's supposed to yeah. And they have the VR game, too. Yeah, and I have yet to try that one. Um, and it looks so cool. Like, I know it's it's not really, like, like the game, but you get to experience, like, her climbing. Like, you get to, like, use the controls to, like, climb your way through, or you get to, you know, paint on, like, the Banuk Mountains. Mm-hmm. Like, some really cool stuff. And it's so pretty. It's just a gorgeous game. Uh, and the music's great. <laughs> and kind of like with Ori, like the music just really um, tells the story. But like, cause you have like these really intense, like metal songs that you know, like that's a fight. Yeah, yeah. And then you have these other songs that are like, wow, she's like discovering something like emotional and heavy. And she like has to figure out how to handle this and how, I mean- where is she going to take this? How is this going to help her in her journey? But, oh my you know, and I know you haven't played it, and there's only so much you can say about it. 
and I know oh. you've been wanting to play it. I do. I still want to. <laughs> no, I, dude, I'm not, I cannot I'm not tell remember. you enough. <laughs> I, I really remember. hope not. And you know what? Like when, like <laughs> the last episode when Zach said that thing about Bioshock, like I don't anticipate playing it, but I was like, okay, it's you know. Um, and I think if I were to play it, I would. I'd probably forget, or I wouldn't even really know how to apply it. Right. Because I haven't gone through it. You know, so I'd just be like, okay, well, I'm just going to wait for it, not knowing that it's probably already happening. Yeah. You know? You never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just really phenomenal story. It's interesting, because Guerrilla Games, it's interesting that they, would you, if I were to ask you, like, if you were to describe the tone of uh, Horizon, would you say, I want to say, like, upbeat, but was, was was there, like, a tone that's, like, a little bit based on a vibe of hope or discovery? Yeah, I, just, like, very heroic. Okay. I think, because it's just any encounter, Aloy's just like, yeah, okay, I'm going to go solve that. I'll help you out. And it's never like, I'll try my best, I'll see what I can do. Like, she's right. so determined. Um, and there is a lot of hope. Um, because I think with each discovery she makes about the past. Yeah. Um, you know, because there were hopeful people back then about the future. Mm-hmm. And so I think that gives her hope. Um, and, you know, I, I, do, I do wonder, like... There's a lot of these tribal people, you know, Mm -hmm. Aloy shares her little focus thing with multiple people and they Mm -hmm. somehow know about networks and all this crazy tech stuff. Like, I don't know how you would just be able to, oh, okay, I get it. Like, a network is like a spider web, but just, like, how do you, how do you explain that? But, (laughs) like, so it makes me wonder, like, how fast, like, if everyone were to have a focus, how quickly were, are they able to rebuild that kind of, you know, world that they had, mm. or, you know, the old ones with like crazy technology and all these like headquarters and companies and, um, you know, programs. Like I, I came across this one, like, uh, what's it called? Some data point or something that you would scan. And it was like a, an old ad for like a hologram parent. It was like hollow parent. I think it was called. Okay. And it was like, Oh, give your kid this this device, and then they'll have a parent there at twenty four seven when you can't be there for them. Like, like it's kind of messed up. Like, and I think that's why I like the tech integration with like the old kind of stuff, like especially ancient kind of stuff. Yeah, and like because you get to see the consequences of even like the world you're living in right now. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a little freaky, man. But. But then you, you know, have that relatability, like, oh, okay, I know, like, technology's kind of scary like that already. And, like, you know, because some of this, I won't say all, some of it is kind of possible. But, yeah, just just very good. (laughs) Just a good game. (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm going to play it. I'm not going to remember it, but, I I mean, I... I I really hope so. I hope you don't remember it. I'm like, yeah, she said someone died. Who's that? That's okay. <laughs> oh, Josh, I can't tell you enough. No. I, I, I was reading that. So, like, the reason, <laughs> so the reason I, uh, I asked if you, um, 
about the vibe because the last game Guerrilla Games made before that it was like Killzone. Right. And those <laughs> games were completely different from uh Horizon because they're dark and gritty and it's mm-hmm. just war and grit. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's yeah. what I was like. Because it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting how they, they made a new IP and it's just from what it sounds like, it just, it sounds, Horizon sounds a lot more popular than Killzone ever did. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's working wonders for them. So it's just, you know, especially with the, the sequel that's out now, the, the expansion is just as amazing and bring new perspective to it. I was like, yeah, it, it really makes me want to play it so bad. So. Right, right. And uh, I haven't played Killzone, but I think just from looking at the cover, you can kind of gather what game it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, where it's like guns and you shoot stuff. And, um, you know, they had this project, like I think it was PlayStation that, or Sony or something that was like, all right, guy, make a game for us. You know, you made mm-hmm. Killzone, make something really cool. And they're like, okay. So they kind of were heading in that like Killzone direction. Yeah. With, you know, like this main character and, you know, saving the world shooting stuff like kind of generic but they had like a structured idea Mm. and then i think someone just came along and was like okay what if we have a chick riding like a horse and they're like okay does she have a gun and they're like no a bow and they're like this sounds so stupid but then someone was like what about like robots and like dinosaurs and stuff and it was just kind of this whole new idea that came together (laughs) (laughs) and so they basically just scrapped the old idea and they're like right we have this red-headed chick who's gonna you know hunt down you know robot dinosaurs and like how can you not sell that you know so i think they had this really unique idea on top of like you know already proving that they were a very you know well-rounded company um so i don't think anyone really had any doubts but I think maybe a little bit because it was so different, but I'm right. so glad they took that risk, you know, because they had to like learn a lot because they didn't know a lot about, you know, the robot dinosaurs. <laughs> I mean, it's not even heard of before, but you yeah, know, it's a, yeah. like, yeah, like I sometimes I just need is just a, a good idea that piques the interest. Yeah. That piques the interest of many. And then you're on the right track of somewhere. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's your number two, uh, Horizon. Yep. I could, number <laughs> one's going to be interesting. So here we go. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear your number one. So number one is both. Oh, I think I might know. Well, number one is both, <laughs> and you did talk about it, so I'm just going to go ahead and not waste any time. It's God of War 2018 and Ragnarok. I like to hey. put them together. I think yeah, I, yeah. I think it's deserving to put them together because they are a whole gigantic story when you look yeah. at it. And um, yeah. personally, for me, why I love God of War twenty eighteen, uh, similar reasons why I love love The Last of Us. I am a sucker for a for a father son story, right. even a father daughter so story. I am a sucker for that. I don't know mm-hmm. why. I just that just hits me. Um, What's so cool about it, because, like, you mentioned that I did play the God of War games. I did play it uh, since 2005. I had mm-hmm. no business playing... I had no business playing God of War, the original, at age 13. <laughs> there was a lot of... God of War then, compared to how it is now, was too completely... God of War right. was savage. <laughs> it was savage, and it was... 
nudity and all that stuff. And it, it was a whole different base. Like, hey, hey, son, you want to play? You, you like God of War 2018 and Ragnarok? Yeah, I want to play the old ones. No, son, you can't play that. Why not? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You, I mean, no. it goes hand in hand with like the character development. Like, yeah. Kratos was like a, it was like a different life practically. True. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just to transform this character from a guy who wanted to have, you know, he, he just was so hell bent on getting revenge because the gods of that, um, land where he came from denied him and abused him and, uh, took advantage of him and everything. And he just got his justice at the end to see him. Now living in solitude with a new family and he is a wiser and such. And you just see so much growth with Kratos. It's just, and, and, the, and the cool thing about it too, like it's not forced, but it's earned. And what's so amazing of it is that you mentioned earlier, like people who play a 20, 2018 God of War, you can play that and have no prior knowledge of what happened before. And, right. and, you, and you don't feel like you had to do a homework assignment to, to be caught up. That's the beauty of a game when it when it does that like okay I could play this and I don't have to do a homework assignment no you don't and then, yeah especially when they kind of fill you in like yeah. throughout the game of his past and you're like oh okay like there's some pieces that are making a bit more sense now right and and, and it's just and, and then like when when when, when there's moments from the old games where uh, what is moments when uh they when they make reference to things he did in the past and such like. It's like Captain America. I caught that reference. I know I, I was there. I actually played that. Or when he, mm-hmm. where like in Ragnarok, when he was uh, talking to, uh, Fr- uh, not Faye, Freya, Freya about, Freya, yeah. you know, about when, when they tried, when, when he went to Vanaheim to help her get released from her, you know, shackles from that tree. And then he told stories about his life, about his brother Demos and his old family, Calliope. And, right, and I'm right. like, I know that because I played the original. It's like a little bit mm-hmm. of fan service. Like, I know that. I was there. I played that. It was a tragic yes. story. Yeah. You Good know? fan service. The right application, you know? Right. Yeah. And, uh, and but like, the heart of it was just the relationship between Kratos and his son, uh, Atreus. Like, mm-hmm. from beginning, it was like, he was like, calling him, boy, go do this for me. Boy, read it, boy. Mm-hmm. Do this, boy. Boy, 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 boy. <laughs> he says so <laughs> many things. And, like, there were just so many moments where, like, Atreus was confronting his dad. And he was saying, like, you don't care about mom and such. And then he got on his son's ass and he was like, he was like, do not mistake. What he said, he said, I think he said the words was, do not mistake my silence for lack of grief. Mourn how you wish. I was like, oh, I was cold. That gave me the shivers, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was cold. But it was, but it meant something though. And, yeah. You know, like, it's like, you know, because Kratos, he's not a man of many words, but his actions are very, uh, it's felt and meaningful. And, mm-hmm. um, like his journey, from what he, you know, for how he started to where he is now. And you mentioned too about the scene where he was like taking off his shock, you know, his, his armor and such, and he was taking mm-hmm. up very slowly and such. And it was just, you say that he was stripped down and you saw the scars and he was like, like you mentioned, like, you know, this guy was very vulnerable. I never looked at it like that until you mentioned it. But then when you, when you talked about it, I was like, no, this is, this is a man. Now that he, he's vulnerable, but he was not, he never had, that much genuine love like that until he met Faye. Right. Or like right. Nora, he was often feared or like 
they speak of him like as something that's bad. He's the ghost of Sparta. Like his past can't leave him. And people say that he's always like Athena said that he's always a monster. No matter what you do, he's always a monster. And like that scene in 2018 when he went to pick up those, uh, the blaze of chaos and such. And he saw the vision of Athena from God of War three. And he was, and then she was like, no matter what you do, you will always be a monster. And he's all mm-hmm. like, I know. You know, and I think he said some of the lines of like, but I'm, you know, but, 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 you know, by, uh, but, but I am a monster or something. Basically, I'm no longer your monster, basically. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, you know, he just moved, he just pushes right past that. I'm like, damn, this guy is just like, this, this man is just, I don't know, the transformation of Kratos is so fucking earned. And, uh, and then, I know we jumping all over the place and such, but like Ragnarok with him hugging his son and his son was saying that, you know, I need you to trust me. And uh, there's just so much stuff. The whole narrative and everything of God of War is just so, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's a simple story, but the experience, just like, uh, The Last of Us is so heartfelt. Probably one of the greatest moments for me. There's a spoiler warning for people who didn't play it. So, but, near the end of the story when when they were talking about like defying the prophecies and such that they mm-hmm. take control of their fates and such and you find out the revelation that that Kratos thought he was going to die but come to find out that his wife have already you know I don't, I don't know how to explain it but like she already basically fought against the, the like the prophecies or whatever the case may be and say that you guys are in charge of your fate not prophecy you get right. to make you, you get to make your own uh, choices, which was cool, was such a cool thing, because it kind of relates to life. People say you're never going to amount to something. Yours going to be a failure, and this and that. And it's like you can't let people tell you what you can or can't do. You have to make your own faith and whatnot, which is like something you could take away from it. And the mm-hmm. fact that there was a final piece of thing where you kind of find out that he's like the future, like our father of the Norse realm. He's going to be loved and respected as such. And it's like. That part made me shed a tear. I was like, because, like, we talked about it in the round table when, like, Odin told him, was like, have you ever been loved before and everything? And everybody respected Kratos. Mm-hmm. Everyone followed him as a leader through that mission to, uh, you know, and into Ragnarok in Asgard. And it's just the transformation of what he was in the past to who he is now, but man, now he's, you know, like, I'm pretty sure he's not forgiven of the things he did in the past or so. He'll deal with it. But the fact that he is a changed person improved a lot. And now he's respected amongst the, his people, his new family or whatever. It's just that is a beautiful story. And I don't even know how they can continue that after that point. Because it's just, God damn. But, yeah, yeah. that's that is probably my pick for me for uh, number one is God of War 2018 and Wreck and Ride. I, I can't just pick one without the other. They're, but they both complement each other mm-hmm. in a meaningful way so yeah <laughs> right i that's completely acceptable yeah just you know the kind of like with the parent child relationship just the yeah. story of redemption oh yeah and i mean like you were saying it's just you know kratos is just trying to be a better man and yeah. i think there's a lot of us oh that may just like have regrets or like oh i wish i did this better i wish i didn't do that i wish i did that yeah. Um, and I think, you know, they see themselves a little bit in Kratos and, you know, like at the end, like you said, when he sees his fate, you know, and he rests his head on, you know, the, oh, whatever oh. it's called. Yeah. And he just yeah. kind of was like, like, thank God, you know, cause he's you like, well, hmm, yeah. What's crazy about it? Like, 
the like the yellow like the I don't know if it's paint or whatever, but like the signatures that Faye left for him, like. Mm-hmm. And when you play twenty eighteen, when he put his head on that that tree, and you see the handprint, it's like it didn't make like we didn't know anything about it, but then it makes sense when you play his flashback. I'm like, oh, you see how why she was so impactful to you know his change behavior uh-huh. and such, and it's like that. It's so it's beautiful. It's a beautiful piece of work. Right, yeah, and especially because she's so soft, but and he's so hard, like yeah. And you know, everyone's so scared of him. Like, oh, you're a monster, but then she's just like, yeah, well, wait, stop grumbling, like <laughs> so, you know, like she's yeah. she's like accept <laughs> accepting of him, but also so sweet and tender because yeah. he needs that because you know you need a little balance of everything and to have like just you know a woman and a man like just compliment each other like that. Like, I think it's just like the perfect little duo. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Work. I just (laughs) Sony is Sony is just great at making stories. I I had they're killing it. Yeah, they just they just know how to make people interested. For you Mm -hmm. know, and they I I have a gift respects to that. I wish Microsoft could do something like that, but (sighs) can't compare with them. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're not even comparable anymore at this point. But each their own, you know. What is your number one rule? <laughs> All right. I'm sure you probably can guess this. Um, Be ready for this. Answer. The Revelations drums, please. Drum roll, <laughs> The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, boy. Let's go. Oh, yep. <laughs> okay. So I know some people really, really hate that game and some people really, really love it. Right, and right. And I'm one of those people that really, really love it. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I think anything is perfect. I think everything has flaws, but... True, yeah. I have a hard time finding flaws, or at least flaws that are, like, 100% justifiable. Right. I just... It's... It's so perfect to me. And, um... And, like I've told you probably thousands of times, I, I figured out about the leaks. Yeah. So mad. So mad. And, like, you know, seeing the the footage of the gameplay and everything and knowing what happens to to Joel like yeah. I was ready to to write an email to Naughty Dog and being like stop don't do that as if they listen to me <laughs> um, they was already done two years in <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they already had it done basically yeah. um, and I am so glad I I trusted Neil and trusted Naughty Dog because I was like, you know what? They made a fantastic game. Yeah. How could they mess this up? Yeah. And, you know, playing the second one, I was like, thank God I stuck with it because, like, yeah, I, I didn't like how it went, but it's it's life. It's the consequences of the first game. Yeah. And there's so many games that I feel like have a happy ending or, or are obligated to have a happy ending. And and however you see the ending of The mm-hmm. Last of Us Part Two, it can be happy or not. Like, it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. I just, I like the realism in it a lot. And, um, you know, Ellie just, you know, I've seen so many edits on TikTok of, like, you know, footage from part two and footage from part one and just kind of them overlapping. And you see all the parallels and you yeah. see past conversations and present conversations, and it's just, 
you see why Ellie was so hurt. And I know we all know because we're all hurt from what happened to Joel, but just to yeah. go on that adventure with her and just feel her pain. And so many people get annoyed, like, oh, she killed all those people. It was your revenge quest. And then she didn't yeah. even kill Abby. Like, I would have killed Abby. If you're still thinking that you should have had a choice to kill Abby, either go replay the game or shut up. <laughs> okay. I, and I yeah. hate to say that. I, because again, this is like, you know, everyone has their own idea of it, but that was Naughty Dog's yeah. whole message. And I think with video games, these companies are trying to give you a message, trying to tell you something, whether you like it or not, or you think it's the right message, or they should have gone for something else. But Ellie kind of seeing her life fall apart and losing everyone when that was her biggest fear and it's all coming to fruition, like, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And, you know, and it's not like Abby got away, you know, like, she lost everyone too, if not more. Yeah. She has love, which is nice. Um, And, and who knows, maybe Ellie goes back into Jackson and Dina's like, all right, are we good? Or maybe she's really mad. So it kind of still leaves that open-endedness to it. Yeah. Um. Uh, oh my but goodness! Just, yeah. True that. True that. I I did say that earlier. No, go. Yeah, true that. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> and I know a lot of people don't like Abby, and and people say the pacing is is bad. And I've I've tried to watch so many YouTube videos of people explaining why the pacing is bad. Yeah. And I've caught myself saying out loud, "Nah, like." <laughs> No, that's not that's not how it was supposed to go at all. Like that's not what yeah. you were supposed to take away from it. I like that we saw Ellie's story and then all of Abby's story and then kind of the two on top of each other. Yeah. Um cuz I think if you had it broken up and and Josh, I I think you're kind of like on the fence with the pacing stuff from what I remember from our uh, prior conversations. I think it was funny, well, for me it's like I love the game, but like I'd be on the fence how can I put it? Because, like, sometimes I listen to people who do criticize it, and I, it's one of those things where, like, I listen to people, I keep an open mind to, yeah, see where they're yeah. like, to, to see where they're coming from, and sometimes there are things, it's like, like, there are times, like, it's, I know a solution to fix it, but then when you think about it, it's like, there really, there is no solution to fix The Last of Us Part Two. There's just no, I mean... Like one guy, we we talked about like I I like this idea. The one I think I, I we I sent you about in a DM before, and um, and I'm just like, if they were to make it two different games or just two different modes within the same game, even if they were to do that, I I just don't think it would have. I don't think it would have fixed people's hate for it. I don't mm-hmm. think it it wouldn't. Ultimately, it wouldn't fix anything. People will still find a reason they hate it or so. Right. And right. And, and it's just. I, it's one of those things where my frustrations with the criticism, although some are valid or not, the criticism I don't like is is when people say the game forces me to do this. The, I and, was and just it, thinking and, that. And because and, 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 and it's like, no, the game didn't force you to do anything. You willingly went ahead to do that. You you made that decision because if you didn't mm-hmm. want to, you would have turned the game off right there. You would have let Ellie kill Abby, turn the game up and says, that was the ending for me. The end. And then, and then you make up your own headcanon and what happened afterwards. Abby's dead. Right. She got her revenge. That's it. 
then put in that, then put in that, that music from uh, the, the, the ending theme from, uh, for the last was part one. Boom. <laughs> and I'm sure lots of people did that. I, right. Like even I did. When I got to the Abbey section, I put down the controller and I'm like, I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know if I can play as her right now. And yeah. I know yeah, it's it, a challenge and I know that's kind of like the part that everyone's like, oh, they force you to play as her. That's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they want you to play. They are forcing you to yeah. go on her journey because they want you to understand that her story is just as dark and deep as Ellie's. You know, the, like, the, yeah. Yeah. The criticism I do here, like, I get this part is probably, I think, somewhat valid. It's just, um, like, for instance, when you do play as Abby and such, and you see the people. I mean, you killed. You killed a bunch of people. And they, yeah. this part, I think the criticism, this part is kind of valid, but like, when they, when they show you the people that they killed, uh, who were killed, that either Ellie killed or the Seraphites killed, and it's like, yeah, this is guy in the beanbag. Yeah, it's Frank. And you're like, who the fuck is Frank? And then you show his face and you're like, I don't give a fuck about Frank. Why are they trying to make, I think there is probably a way they try to, humanize people from their perspective but i think the execution didn't work well because like you spent 12 hours playing as ellie and now you're playing as abby and they want you to humanize people on her side but it's like it's kind of hard to humanize that when you already did that stuff and you know they're gonna die like you're playing catch with the dog and such and it's like that's cool but you know that, that she's gonna be dead like you see mel and and uh mel and uh owen they're decent people, but you know they're gonna die. Like it's just, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's kind of sad when you think about it. Cause like maybe if they were like, like paced on each, like if they did, like, maybe they, if they did the day one from like not just all three days of Ellie and all three days of Ellie, but like day one is Ellie, day one is Abby, day two is that. It probably would have made things a little more empathetic. But then again, people were still like. This is a fucked up game. We're killing beloved people already. So right, I don't know. Right. It's, it's, it's really hard. It's one of those things where like, I understand the criticism, but at the same time, I don't give a fuck. I, right, right. <laughs> I think it's, I'm, I'm going to have to be honest and say, I understand your criticism and I understand where you're coming from. But in this particular game, I honestly don't give a shit about how you feel about it because. I, I can't afford to give a fuck about your opinion on this game. It's not going to... And I'm pretty sure you don't care about my opinion of it or so. I think it's a masterpiece. You think it's a piece of dog shit. I don't, it, it is what it is. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, I went from not liking it too much, but I gave it a second chance. I talked about it on my TikTok page, and I'm like, I see the beauty of it. I don't know what... It's, it's just... Sometimes when you play video... I think the problem is with gamers is that especially on the internet, we put too much feelings into stuff that logic just goes completely out the window. And mm-hmm. you really had to look at it and says, was it, was it really that bad? Was I, was I really that angry? Can I, can I give it a different, a different outlook in life? You know, it's just sometimes it's like when you, when you have a strong hate for something the first time you look at it the second time, the hate may not be the same for some people. And it's just, I'm not saying you got to have empathy or find something in your heart, but it's just, just don't get too attached to your to your feelings, to mm-hmm. where lots of this goes out the window because that can really just mess up some stuff, and you can really not see the beauty or try to understand what they, what they were trying to do. Because when you put right. in, I want it this way or whatever, it's like you're not. I don't know. 
I mean, yes. I don't know where. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're just like playing to a certain expectation. Right. You know, and, you know, like games come out and even beforehand, before they're even released, you know, like companies and publishers have their own, you know, reviews of it. And, you know, the people that get to try it out beforehand too, it's like they release their thoughts. I think there's so many opinions about so many games and you're just, you have this influx of it's good, it's bad, I like this, yeah. I don't like that. And it's, no matter how hard you try to not have this happen, you're going to form some type of opinion about it. Yeah, for sure. And it sucks because, and that's why I'm so upset about the leaks because I wish I had gone in completely blind. I think I yeah, would have had too. a different kind of reaction and, and probably like pretty drastic. Maybe I would have hated it, but I, I don't think so. But I, that's my whole point. It's like, you know, try not to let other people influence and maybe that's a moo point, you know, of course. No, that's the truth. <laughs> that, that is valid. That, yeah, that, just, that, just play what you want to play. That, <laughs> that, that, that is valid because I hate to be the guy because even though I'm going into, like, making reviews on my YouTube pages up in the future, sometimes you have people who stream games and they tend to blow things out of proportions for their own narratives when they have to write a review and such. And then mm -hmm. it, it, it's one of those things where it's just you have to be careful who you – you have to pick and choose who you want to listen to when it comes to criticism reviews that gravitate towards your interest, not gravitating towards the hate. Cause some people, right. some people, when they review things, they review it for their soul attention, just to hate on it. They didn't want to give it a chance. They just want to review it and just put it out mm -hmm. there and say, I played it and I think it's dull. I, I don't like people like that. That's, that's very disingenuous. I need people who actually, you know, take their time with it and try and try to be not biased. That's why like very rarely I will side with reviewers, but when when it came to Last of Us Part Two, I I sided with the reviewers and what they had to say more than what the people have to say. Because mm -hmm. if I'm listening to what people have to say, they'll just say it's bad, it's not good, and it's like I, if if I can't get any helpful opinions or any insightful opinions that give me an idea of what the game is about, and all you gotta say is it's mid, it's just bad, it didn't do good. It's like. <sighs> It me crazy. I'm, I'm going to go with the reviewers because at least they can, at least I can get a spreadsheet of what they're talking about. You just, I'm sorry, Frank, but you gave it one star and you said it's bad. Like, go fuck yourself, bro. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, and I, it's, and I, I don't know, maybe this is just proving the point I'm going to make, but people will be like, just saying the same thing about it. Like, oh, it's mediocre writing, the pacing is bad. <laughs> and then it's it's always the same stuff and with all the last of us content not recently i haven't made a yeah, lot yeah. of last of us content recently but when i do post about it people say the same stuff it drives me crazy yeah and i know it's like what you're talking about <laughs> yeah and maybe the fact that so many people are saying the same thing it's like well it must be true then well then like what about what you're talking about with all the bandwagon stuff and it's like the people that say it's mediocre writing like, I once had a, a comment response where I was like, you know, I hear this a lot. Can you, I'm being completely genuine. Can you explain to me your, your, you know, thinking behind this? And he was very kind and he gave me, I don't know, like seven little comment sections where he's just mm -hmm. describing it. Oh, like the I completely disagreed. Yeah, I, I, I very much disagreed with what he said, but yeah. I was like, okay, I, I understand why you're getting that. There's some little, like, weird, things you're missing or things aren't, aren't totally correct, but you know, and that's okay. But when you're so adamant about it, 
a game and just have no backing to it just drives me crazy. It's mm-hmm. it's maddening. Just have an open mind too, you know, because you you know it's going to be trivial, uh, like you know, um, yep. controversial. Mm-hmm. Just just try to open your eyes to like different perspectives. Like that's what I like about video games. You can live in other people's shoes and kind of live multiple lives. Yeah, you know that's what I think is so cool. So I feel like. The more games I play, the more wise I get. And it sounds really yeah. stupid, but I feel like it's very true. Yeah. Like, my my dad always told me this. He's like, when you watch a movie, play a game, whatever it is, you're supposed to get something out of it. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's okay to turn your brain off and not think about something, but there are just some things you can learn from from it. Mm-hmm. Whether it's family from Fast Fast and the Furious or something like that. <laughs> family. <laughs> Yeah, family or whatever it is. It's just, you know, you have to like get something out of it, you know, that, that applies to something that's beneficial for your life. Right. Right. You know, that's what the last was one did for me was like relationships with people matter. And sometimes people who have similar struggles can understand each other better than most. God damn. I, I almost said a bar. I almost said a bar. <laughs> but basically it's like some pe- people who have people who, who have struggles or tragedies can understand each other better than most people can mm-hmm. huh. i don't know just i think it just <laughs> proves that you know you know people come into your lives unexpected yeah things don't always go as as planned and sometimes it's for the better sometimes it's for the worst true but it's it's all learning experience mm-hmm. you know and like i had to learn like Everybody is in your life for a reason, and then there's mm-hmm. people that's in your life for a season, too. Yes, exactly. And, yeah, yeah there's certainly a lot of seasons in The Last of Us. There's <laughs> some <laughs> <laughs> seasoning, too. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> basically. So, that was, so that's your number one. That's my number one. No these doubt. Are, these are very, very good picks, everyone. I hope you guys enjoy... Uh, everything we said. Uh, when we do come back with the new episode with 37, Zach will definitely recap his pick. Picks. Okay. okay. His picks. So, uh, we would definitely do that when he is back and he'll be hosted again. And I hope you guys enjoy what we've done so far. This was very fun. Um, is there anything you would like to say, Rue, before we close this out? I think I'm all good. I mean, I always have so much fun on these podcasts with you and, you know, including Zach too. It's just, we just talk about these games all day. So I feel like it's just yep. the tip of the iceberg, technically with these story games. <laughs> I hear you. And, 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 and it, it is always a great time. And, uh, also people just let you know that one thing's for sure. We do have a TikTok account. That's Time Attack Gaming. We have put two clips on there just to reiterate from what we said earlier. And um, all the information about us regarding uh, where you can find Rue, Zach, including myself, would be in the description below. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please definitely give us some feedback. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, our emails in the description, too. If you want to send us an email or anything like that, definitely let us know. I'm pretty sure Zach's going to be proud of what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> like god damn they finally guess that's what I'm talking about <laughs> and uh, yeah this is a fun episode guys you guys have a great day great night whatever you is you're from you listen to it on the radio you listen to it at work or you're doing chores around the house 
We hope you guys had a great episode, and we will see you guys next time on the next Time and Take Gaming podcast. We out. Thank you.